Hey, hello everybody. Welcome to Knights of the Last Call. Oh, we're all screwed up. Great. Good. Cool. Grant. <laughs> hey, I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed it. I fixed it. All right. Um, hello. Wow, a little short. There we go. There yeah, we go. yeah. Hello. <laughs> hello. Yeah. Uh, I moved the window there to, for, to, to change something. Hello, welcome to Quest for the Frozen Flames, brought to you by Knights of Last Call, and specifically the Knights of Last Call Patreon, the uh, the incredible, supportive, amazing 250-plus member community, which supports this channel, bringing you Pathfinder 2, uh, Legend of the Five, pretty much everything but Dungeons & Dragons content, um, including this actual play. So welcome, everybody, to the stream. Um you will notice that Mr. Tim Carpenter, the purveyor of Breck the Mighty, is not with us. Um, unfortunately, Tim uh, had a family emergency, not like anyone's uh, going to die or hurt emergency, but nonetheless, Tim uh, put his family first. That's okay with us. Uh, but the game must go on, and apparently so must the show. So here we are, um, and uh, we are going to play without him. I'm going to try to take over Breck's duties as best as I can, but uh, maybe I'll get some help from the, the guys. Well, it'll be a communal effort in a very broken tusk, spirit of the broken tusk. Um, so, how's Derek, it? Derek, I think you're role-playing Breck wrong. Um, uh, he would totally give his treasure to the rest of us. Uh, we, could, we could outsource the hatchet to the chat. That's true. Well, eventually, I, I got to be honest with you. I had an idea for where I wanted to go with uh, with Thrawn and the Rage Track. Now, I wanted to tie it into a narrative element, which we're going to sort of see explored tonight. But, um, you know, you could see down on Thrawn's uh, character profile, you, he's got his Rage Track. Um, and, uh, you know, we wanted to make sure that um, we're tracking that. But the hatchet kind of threw me for a loop. So I'm trying to figure out what would be a great way to represent the madness and the voices with it. And what better way than the community to represent the, the, you know, the ancestral spirits of the, of the Kellid people, sometimes spirits of anger and spirits of vengeance and sometimes spirits of community and spirits of hope uh, running through this hatchet than to rep to kind of to outsource it to the chat. Um, and so I'm going to try to figure out a way that we can uh, uh, maybe have the, the chat come in for the, for the hatchet. I think that'll be interesting. Spirits of spirits of pain. Spirits of spirits of wheels. I, what? Spirits of dark council. <laughs> spirits of the dark council. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So I will be playing uh, Mr. Breck tonight. Here, look, I got his character sheet and everything. Look at that. Um, and uh, we will we will figure it out together as we go along. All right. So, real quick uh, for a quick backstory uh, or a quick uh, uh, update. Last time, the group entered Red Cat Cave, a once sacred ground said um, to be a, a, a living memory written on the stone of the Kellid people, and particularly their people, the uh, burning mammoths into the broken tusks. However, after the primordial flame was secretly stolen from the burning mammoths tribe in order to protect it slash hide it away so it could not be used to make war, even if that war was just, um, it was hidden here and entrusted to the cave's sacred animal guardian, Syarstic the Painted Tiger. But only a few short years later, Syarstic the Painted Tiger, as well as the Kellid people who uh, kept this uh, cave sacred and, um, and blessed it and kept it uh, holy, uh, were slain by some unknown force which uh, stole the artifact and left with it. And ever since then, the rage rageful spirit of Syarstic haunts these halls, infecting the very living rock with its um, anger and its need for vengeance upon those who had wronged it. And so 
driven by Grandfather Iowa's dying request, the scouts of the Broken Tusk have made their way into the cave in order to seek out Syarstic and to find out if they could... Um, uh, oh, wow. Rickass, buddy. Oh. <laughs> well... Well, so Derek, when are we going to play some travel? <laughs> <laughs> Traveler is a new name. Um, Rick, thank you very much. $125. Well, that was that's our tip goal for the night. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Rick. All right. I guess that's a wrap. Thanks, guys. See you uh, next week, <laughs> Rick, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough for that. Thank you so much. Uh, very much. Uh, people in chat, make sure. Give uh, give F's in the chat to um, for, for for Rick uh, to show some respect um, <laughs> to pay your respects because uh, Rick has definitely been doing uh, has been doing the mammoth's work uh, to to definitely keep the, uh, the the channel going. So thank you very much, Rick. We appreciate your incredible generosity and uh, feels really great to have uh, an amazing and uh, uh, generous supporter like you on our side and to indeed to have all of you on our side because uh, we love having you here. If you're watching on a VOD, thank you. Um, it's crazy to think that every month, um, thousands of hours of us playing a game is, is viewed by the internet. And so it's a very, very humbling experience. But thank you very much, Rick. Uh, appreciate it so much. All right. Um, so they were sitting here and Saren Ray, Sister Cinder, also known as Rick S, um, was, <laughs> was bestowing upon them great gifts, um, for this was once a holy place dedicated to her as well. And, um, perhaps, um, aware of this shrine's location, um, a blessing of Sister Cinder itself was found here, a powerful, um, perhaps even divinely carved set of runic stone, which the uh, group was able to fight their way through a pair of, uh, or a, a set of ghouls over a very strange watered cavern where the laws of space and time bent and ranges were not what they seemed. Uh, um, feet could seem like miles to certain people. Um, but nonetheless, they were able to defeat the ghouls, uh, the water ghouls and recover the sacred treasure. They also happen to level up. So everybody is now level three and they are in possession of a series of magical blessings, which give their weapons the ghost touch property, which will allow them to deal full damage to incorporeal creatures and targets. Um, so real quick, um, we can, uh, let's um, make sure we update everybody. Uh, everybody should have one hero point uh, except for, Who's MVP? Uh, I think Joran was MVP last time. So, Joran, I think you should have two from last session. Great. All right. We and then, two. Droga, you should have one. So yep. I just reset my and Thrawn, you should have one. Do. All right. I should have used mine last week to shoot 300 feet. Uh, correct. Um, all right. Everybody's <laughs> updated there. All right. So, I'll start with Breck really quick. Um, Breck uh, is now a level three fighter. And uh, so in, in respect to the chat and to the growing power of the hatchet, uh, Tim, Tim did something a little unusual here. Tim uh, used his level three general feat to pick up ancestral paragon, which let him take a level one ancestry feat, which he used to take natural ambition, which he used, we kind of did a little bit of a switcheroo here, to, so that he could take sudden charge. Why? So that he could retrain his class feet into rebounding toss. Uh, rebounding toss allows you to throw a thrown weapon and have it hit one target and bounce off and hit into another. <laughs> Um, Tim, I, that's pretty sick. <laughs> so, so Tim is uh, Tim is planning on uh, 
doing a little bit of investment into the hatchet uh, in the, the form hatchet. of in, in the form of class feats. Um, I believe uh, this will essentially allow you to basically dual slice really with a thrown weapon um, because your multiple attack penalty increases, but it doesn't go up until after both the attacks are made. So basically you get to make one thrown attack as two actions or sorry, two actions to make uh, two attacks, but they're at the same multiple attack penalty, um, which is pretty sweet. So, uh, so Breck, uh, basically using the human advantage there. I love, I love that's, that's the most pathfinder thing of all time. I took, a, I took a general feat to take an ancestry feat to take a class feat <laughs> to retrain another class. Yes. If he chooses himself as a second target, could he like boomerang it back? Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, well, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say this. I mean, there's going to have to be some sort of, with the amount of money that the chat is putting into the hatchet, there has to be some sort of returning rune sure, in, yeah. in its future. Yeah. But yeah. for the time being, yeah, that sounds pretty reasonable. That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, in fact, we might even just do that off the bat, that maybe he can just grab it back anyways, because, I mean, I think it'd be pretty lame if Breck through the hatchet like normal pathfinder two stuff i throw it it bounces and then it lands on the ground and it just sits there right it's there uh all right so bob what did what did droga pick up let me guess oh, this, this real <laughs> sweet general feat uh does it increase your you range heard it no it does it's close uh it's just called fleet feet um <laughs> it's just called fleet but it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, it's just called fleet but that's uh, what i took because that's what you're supposed to take that's what i did <laughs> um all right, so Droga picks up Fleet, which, of course, gives you five-foot uh, movement to your speed. Um, Joran, what do you got for us? Joran of Mendev has, uh, unfortunately for him, been sobering up a little bit because of all this mandatory adventure he's been doing, riding these rails. Uh, <laughs> so his cleric doctrine, which is relevant to the feet question, has granted him his martial weapon proficiency, and his general feat is uh armor proficiency which promotes his training to heavy now so i like to think that his head is clearing and he's regaining his old fighter slash soldier uh skills from 20 years prior where he was proficient in weapons and armor but then gave it all up to have healing font right so yep yep that makes total sense and that'll be nice uh somebody in the party will be a nice uh big heavy armor wheeler user seems appropriate for you as well all right cool um and we discussed this before uh you know, officially, we, there is no metal armor, uh, you know, in the the, the lands. But, you know, these people have found a way to make use of animal hides. There's literally dinosaurs, uh, you know, the armored plate of, a, you know, of a stegosaurus or something or an ankylosaurus um, can easily be fashioned into something that would basically functionally work as plate armor. Um, and so once that is made available to them, uh, Jorm will be able to adva take advantage of that. And then Thrawn, what did you pick up? I mean, really, it should surprise no one in my ever uh, never-ending desire to get into the foe's face. I also have taken fleet. Uh, I believe this also this goes well with no escape. So if someone's trying to move away from me, I can, as a reaction, stride with them, um, which would be pretty exciting. But also with sudden charge, gives me about ten extra foot on the on the oh, charge, yeah. so oh, yeah. can really get moving. I did. Um, I did want to check that. Yes, at at earlier levels, Tim did pick up fleet. So yes, so Breck has fleet too. Um, so oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, it's gonna be great. Mandatory I, if you're a dwarf. Uh, when I do get in heavy armor, my speed will actually go lower. So maybe I'll never pick up fleet and just be like. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
like deliberately don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else I'm going to pick because, like, I, I think I get that in improved initiative. And I mean, what else is there for general feats? Uh, there's canny acumen, which can, yeah, like that. Which can boost a, a slave to expert early. There's fleet, there's incredible initiative, and there's uh, one more. That's pretty good. If you have a good charisma, there's the one later on. Yeah, there's the one that lets you bind twelve attunement. But um, yeah, yeah, that doesn't really matter for those. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, look. Pathfinder Two is a role playing game, but I mean, look. At the end of the day, it is a crunchy game. Sometimes it's about builds and choosing the best feet in the position that you're given to it. And believe it or not, I mean, five extra feet of movement. Uh, and like Thron, you're making a great point, which is, um, you know, something like sudden charge, which you and Breck both have. Uh, you know, right. that's that's 10 extra feet on that sudden charge. So, uh, but yeah. Um, my my class feature that I picked up at three was deny advantage, which uh, so doesn't allow me to become flat footed to hidden, undetected or flanking creatures that oh. that are lower level, my level or lower, your right. level or lower. What you're going to want to do is not forget that you have it for like four or five levels right i think in the grant one of my favorite scenes of all time was there was like 400 ghouls they were all lower level they were all flanking bob 400 and and he i don't think in the entire flanks and he never remembered he never remembered once it was fantastic Um, until like eighth level then i was like hey i got this feat um you know uh I just still have the chat up a little bit, but Rick is talking about the the half plate, the movement penalty. I, I mean, that's the advantage, right? Light armor with a good dex gives you five AC. Medium armor with a good dex gives you five AC. Heavy armor can give you six AC. Um, and um, because of that, even with the strength, you're still going to end up with a speed penalty. So that's what you're really paying the price on. You're paying the price for one extra point of armor class, which, to be fair, in this game actually could be pretty pretty big deal, pretty significant deal. So, um all right, well, all right, gentlemen. Um, so, uh, uh, because of the holiness of this place, because of touching the remnant of divine energy from Sister Cinder, you all uh, essentially had a, a time to uh, recover yourself, plus you leveled up. Um, and with the healing of Joran of Mendev, uh, you were all able to um, get yourselves back up to full, including Beric the Bear. So, uh, the Red Cat Cave continues, uh, or continues to expand uh, beyond you uh, for some distance. So you know that there are multiple passageways to the north across the pond and the lake. Um, and uh, yeah, what would you guys like to do? Touch, touching, well, touching the, touching the swim, divine. So I guess we're stuck here. <laughs> uh, uh, that's true. That's actually true. <laughs> Breck, should we take lead on exploring deeper into the caves? You suck. All night. All night. <laughs> I agree. We should follow Breck's wisdom in this. What do you think, Breck? Best session ever. These guys hold. We finished the adventure in one session. It was great. We don't have to make choices now. We're like, this solves Bob's biggest problem. We won't script the adventure. Right. Yeah. We'll just ride those rails. Keep us on track. Breck, and, should we go down uh, that hallway? No, it's not important. Excellent wisdom. <laughs> Breck says, after all, I am a charismatic fighter. And so not only do I lord over you in terms of mechanical complexity and skill, <laughs> but I also have the charisma and the bardic dedication to prove that I am a natural leader. Plus, Actually, there is a, there is a, it's like, it's like, um, 
uh, Frostmourne. It's like I hear voices speaking into me, claiming for power and glory, saying that I should take my place as leader of the Kellid people. No longer will we be separate followings, but we will be one tribe, and like a horde of chaos, we will sweep down from the Northlands, and we will... To- wait, wait, oh, wait. Uh, that, I'm sorry. That reminds me of someone. I should have real note. Brex an NPC right now, so all of his diplomacy stuff works against us. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not how that works. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> your 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 diplomacy stuff works against Breck. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So you could be like Breck, give me all your gear. He'll be like, I don't want to. I'm indifferent to you, and you'll be like, I don't know. Make an I'm impression. Make an impression. He's like, Oh, you've made such a great impression. I feel I'm very friendly. Dad, give me uh, your sh- friendly. Uh, let me make a request. Give me all of your stuff. That seems very reasonable. All right. Um, well, in that case, Breck is going to lead the way, and he is going to uh, he's going to start heading north. Oh, he just vanished. Ah, north. He's dead. We Excellent. lost him. Oh, I can see him still. Does he have his torch? Oh no, he doesn't. Well, he's Do swimming. We torch? He, he's swimming. Uh, so one I would think that he, he wouldn't. Go. But no, he's got he's got to have both of his things out. Thank you for the torch light. It was That's very how dark. we get deplatformed. Taking our things out. Jeez, uh, Kaz. No, no, saying that is how we get team platform. <laughs> uh, all right, moving forward. <laughs> all right. So, I uh, genuinely do, Oh, there he is. Yeah, he's I, was there. Say, I genuinely don't know where Breck is. Uh, actually, you know what I'm going to do here? Let me. Sorry, guys. You're good. I am going to get rid of the stat box really quickly. I said I am going to get rid of this stat box really quickly. Sarasic, where are you? You can put there instead. Uh, No, I'm going to keep it. It's just because I have to play Breck, it makes it a little awkward from Foundry because I have two Foundries open, one for my GM and one for the chat display. And normally I don't have to do much with it because I have to play. It makes it a little bit awkward. So if you you bear with me... um, Bear... (laughs) If you'll bear it with me, um, then I will fix this in a jiffy. Okay. Boop. All right, we now got remember, it. people at home, we will not be uh, will not be here in two weeks uh, playing Quest of the Frozen Flame. We will actually be playing um, Fistful of Flowers. Right, and who's, who's going to be running that game? Who's, who's running that game, Bob? Your your ever experienced expert GM, Bob. Very nice, Bob. I mean, you had the most experience in this in our group, so I, I you know, I do what I can. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to put Breck the veteran. All right. So I'm going to put Breck up front now. Okay. So as a reminder, you all came from this direction. Um, Did we? Oh, we came from the left. Oh no, you're right. You're, you're right. Yeah, we came from over here. here. We you, just you, saw this direction. You there. actually came from over here. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. So from this position, then you could see, uh, and I'll move Breck over here. Um, there is. Uh, again, this is sort of uh, an area of uh, of the cave where the, the redstone is covered in the ancestral cave drawings of your people. Um, and you can see that there is indeed, yes, a passageway to the, both the north as well as to the east leading deeper in. And uh, Joran, uh, as you move closer and the magical illumination from your light spell spills down several large stone carved steps, you can see the faint shimmering outline of blood on the floor. Oh, fresh blood. It seems to be flat. I mean, it's, it's 
uh, seems to be have like a uh, reflection to it. So there does seem oh. to be some sort of bloody element to it. That's interesting. <clears throat> Fresh blood this way. Breck says, I don't you, know if that's a good thing. Breck goes, you sound thirsty. <laughs> that's the hatchet. <laughs> un- we unlocked the book of the dead. I'm a vampire. Now. Right. I'm a Breck Breck becomes a skeleton. Droga becomes a ghoul. Thron is a Thron's a lich. I don't know, you know. <laughs> Checks out. Um uh, do you want to go up there, Jordan? Well, Jordan. Oh, yeah, because something here recently died or is Yeah, wounded. but that doesn't mean we want to go up there. Well I don't know if it's human blood. I don't know that. Uh Jordan, you got taste at first cast. <laughs> Jordan, you'd have to get pretty close to be able to uh determine what is the if it is human blood. Although you don't have like, you know yeah, I don't know how to do that, but okay. I, I bust out my CIS lab. <laughs> right. Um <laughs> do a DNA test. Yeah. I'm an expert in medicine, but I don't think that's how blood works. <laughs> You're like a acidic strips. <laughs> All right, uh, Jor- a lot of blood in here. I mean, yeah. this is like, oh, I forgot, man. <laughs> Natural choice is big. <laughs> Derek, yeah, Derek doubled the size of the map. I was like, geez, this is like fifty feet of blood. <laughs> it is fifty feet of blood. Uh, what the heck died here? Crime scene. <laughs> I know, right? All right, so uh, you move up, and you can see that glistening on the rocks seems to be fresh blood. Um, in fact, and from the spray pattern of it, you can see it looks like it was. Um, you know, flung all over the place and something bled out uh, in large pools around the room. Okay. Is there anything on the ceiling? Looking up to the ceiling, you can see that it's made of the same rough, roughly carved, um, you know, 10 to 15 foot tall ceiling as pretty much everywhere else in the cave. There's no sign of it dripping from above or anything like that. In fact, the only thing that you see as your mystical light fills this chamber is you can just barely make out that there is maybe a passageway to the north, uh, and you're not sure what lies on the far side of the chamber because of the uh, um, uh, the limitation of your torchlight. And Droga th- and Beric are avoiding notice. All right, Droga and Beric will stay quiet. Um, and I see that Thron has raised a shield. That was, that was Joran. He's oh, raised his shield as he carefully proceeds in, brandishing his spear of fire. Got it. I was like, what shield? All right. So Joran steps into here. Breck will step into there. Thron. Okay. All right. So you all move into the chamber. And um, as you do so, there is a sudden shimmer and movement on the wall to the left of you as a uh, one of the one of the cave drawings animated by the rage of Syarstic comes to life and suddenly uh, leaps out as the gate great painting of a ca- uh, of a, a great cave cat leaps off the wall r- r- rushing forward to attack and rip into you as it does its uh, its tiger slash all right, so Thrawn, Tiger Slash, you are the closest uh, there, uh, Thrawn. Ah, it's one of these cave painting things again. So, uh, Thrawn, I need you. Let me see. This should. There we go. Thrawn, kill it, kill it's gonna it's gonna be twenty one damage, but you have to make a DC eighteen basic will save for half. As the right. uh, as the spiritual essence of the cat as a reaction um, attacks you. All right, well, 17. So, Kaz, not only... Basic, son. Kaz, not only do you take 21 points of slashing damage from the semi-solid claws 
given material form due to the powerful impression of Cyrus Dick. But on a failed save, you are also frightened one and fleeing for Jeez. one round. All right. So, so Thrawn, you're... But as all of that happens, you see a shape begin to take form in the center of the room. A, uh, a shimmering field of red and black twists in upon itself as it starts to sort of make itself uh, into a semi-solid shape. You see streaking before you a strange, twisted, glowing being with burning eyes all that you could tell without ever, with the creature speaking no words except for a painful cry as the creature looks on at you is that this creature hates you and is full of anger. All right. Uh, a, a, a spirit of rage has formed and we are going to roll initiative as this is not a hazard. <laughs> um, so um, let me roll for the... All right. Everybody roll initiative. We got uh, the Spirit of Rage with a 19. Joran with a 9. The Pouncing Tiger Hut got a 12. Apologies. I was, uh, my initiative was on acrobatics for some reason. There we All go. right. Acrobatic. <laughs> <laughs> he starts fleeing backwards. Through, oh, well, hey, we go. well, you're, <laughs> you're, you're fleeing. So that's going to be, <laughs> you're just going to be really nice for you. Um, and did everybody get an issue? Oh, I didn't. I didn't roll one for Breck, of course. Sorry, yep. I got to roll him because I am him. All right. Well, Breck got a twenty. All right. So we're oh, gonna yeah. we're gonna start initiative then, um, and that's gonna start with Thron. Now, Thron, it's your turn. But you are frightened one, but you are fleeing, and you must flee as fast as you can from the source of your fear. And so, Thron, that means you're basically gonna have to just run back the way you came, more or less. Um, unfortunately, for the turn. So, so I double move or triple move? Or? Uh, yeah, you're gonna triple move. All right, so uh, took that this is, now I'm in the dark, so I don't know. He's just running around frightened in the dark. Yeah, we'll say something <laughs> horrific happens to you, but we'll get to that. All right, all right, so Thrawn. Really like Shadowgate as kids. <laughs> um, so Thrawn, your turn ends, and that brings up Breck. All right, That's so Barbara. Breck is going to, um, he's got 30 foot of movement here to the spirit, so he's going to take it, and he's going to engage in. However, as Breck does that, another... Oh, um, another tiger haunt comes alive as you go closer to Cyarstic's lair. The manifestation of rage here is overpowering. It leaps out with its spectral semi-solid claws of power and rage. So Breck is going to possibly take, ooh, looks like it's going to be 25 slashing damage. All right, Breck, give me a will save. DC 18. Roll it. Come on. Yeah. All right. Oh, Breck gets a oh, 10. So Breck is going to take the full 25 damage. Ouch. Wow. Uh, and uh, God. <laughs> and Breck becomes fleeing. And I don't know what happens to you when you become fleeing in the middle of somebody else's turn. Um, Do you use the uh, remainder of your actions to run? Uh, let's take a look. You know, we're, we're playing Pathfinder too. Were we'll, you we'll moving at, or sudden charging? I was moving because it was within one okay. move because it was 30 feet and I have fleet and then I was going to dual slice. Um, so I'm yeah, going to, I'm, 
if it was an activity, I would say finish your activity. But since it was an action that you completed. It says, on your turn, you must spend each of your actions trying to escape the source of the fleeing condition as expeditiously as possible. And you cannot delay or ready. So, yep. yeah, he's basically going to he's basically going to come in there and go, run away, run away. And then he's going to break and flee off into the into the into the uh, into the dark, into the dark, into the darkness. All right, the spirit of rage, the barbarian and the fighter have left you. Um, and so now <laughs> the spirit of rage, which I actually didn't check to see if it has attack of opportunity. It does not. Okay. Um, the spirit of rage glides forward and engages with Joran of Mendev. Joran of Mendev. The uh, spectral rage hand made of swirling energy reaches out and gets a 28 um and that is going to be a hit sir yeah it is going to be nine damage all right well luckily my shield is up so i am going to block that once i choose my token all right i am unscathed all right so this creature <laughs> i'm a youtube streamer i'm used to unceasing rage and hate yes um <laughs> this creature has a uh um, oh, did I not do it right? I don't know. Damn it. Um, oh, no. Well, that's fun. I, uh, I made some changes to this creature and, uh -oh. no, and none of them saved. Cool. So, very cool. Um, let's see. So gonna play it, play it raw. Uh, Yep, it doesn't look like it did anything. All right, well, never mind. It had all this cool stuff about rage and everything like that, but none of that's going to apply. All right, because <laughs> because Foundry is cool like that, I guess. Uh, I have no idea what happened to that, but um, wow. Um, and I don't remember what I did to this to change it. Do you have it like backed up anywhere? No, I mean, I, I, I created a custom. I used a incorporeal creature, I think a shadow as a baseline. Um, and then I made mm. changes to it, and they uh, apparently just did not uh, did not take and said uh, no that thank sucks. you. Uh, it, it changed it did it did change the the name so and the art so at least it at least did it kept. You do have any other creatures in this dungeon? No, I just checked and I did not. So, did, so okay. that, oh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, it, it, none of that none of them had the change to them, which is unfortunate. But um, all right, so uh, Aaron, uh, as the creature strikes you, normally I would say it could use this ability, but because you deflected all of the damage, um, I'm going to say that it can't. Normally, it can it can once it hits you, it can drain some of your energy. Um, instead, it's just going to attack you again. Oh, we can do that. Well, that hit. Yeah. I can do nothing. I stand there exposing my neck. All right. Well, you take nine points of damage, <laughs> this time taking it for real. All right. So the spirit of rage attacks you several times, and then that is that. Droga. Does uh, Did Barrett get uh, ghost touch claws or jaws? Uh, no. Rub your hands uh, on Barrett to get it. Stay back there, Barrett. <laughs> You're not going to help. Gee, right. privately rolled some dice. Uh-oh. I'm going to... Uh, it's because one of the, 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 the other haunt was not visible, so mm. I had to roll it, make it visible. Spoilers, hunt. now we know there's another haunt. Gonna hunt, <laughs> hunt prey the Spirit of Rage? Yep. And unload some hunted shots on him. Yep. These should be volley penalties. 
Ayo. Oh, I rolled good nice. though. Ah, oh, that would have been a right. that would have been a crit. Oh, nice! It shows you uh, when you're volunteering. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty um, cool. So, just the seven damage. All right. Well, he takes it, uh, and your weapon has ghost touch yep. uh, because of the magical power of Saren Ray. Um, you're able to pierce mm-hmm. through the creature's incorporeal resistance, um, and he uh, does not take five off. Instead, he takes the full seven. All right. Uh, can I ch- uh, ch- chant any religious uh, Saren Ray? Doctrine to the Pouncing Tiger Haunt? You can. Um, you could also try to, uh, you know, it's still a spirit of a tiger there, Bob. You can also try oh. to use nature. Uh, they're both the same, so we will go with the Siren Ray. Okay, there you Sister go. Cinder on this one. Got it. All right, DC 18 religion check. Oh, this is going to be a rough roll. Well, you got hero points. Well, that's nope, not it. No, nope, no, nope, we're just going to, just going to, uh, we're just going to say that's that. All right. Well, uh, as the end of Droga's turn, guess what? The Pouncing Tiger Haunt goes. And because you tried to quell it, uh, it's going to target you. uh, And, Bob, it is going to come out at you with a powerful slash. Come at me. All right. Here it comes. Woo! 18. Make a DC 18 basic will save. All day. Come on. Mm. Nope. Mm -hmm. You you take 18 damage. Dice are Uh, hot tonight. (laughs) Yeah, I guess we're going to take that. All right, bye, Bob. All right, Bob. You're, be, Bob, you're, not too bad. Bob, you're now fleeing. See ya. The whole, so is the whole group, group fleeing? Only? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. I'm here. Only you? Wow. All right, Joran of Mendev. My, my, my bear is still there. Joran of Mendev. All right, Joran of Mendev steals his mind. Uh, even as this creature descends upon him with fury, Uh, Joran relies on his instincts to ward off his blows as he actually closes his eyes, calming himself and beginning to say a prayer to San Ray to calm the spirits here, to bring them peace, rest. All right. Single action, by the way, to make a religion check. Nice. All right. Hero point that. All right. Reroll. And we're adding six. All right. Um, just roll it. All right, so nice. All right, yes, you should have just rolled a d20, but you rolled. That's a base of nine, so 19. Right, so 25. Yep. All right, well, all right. You dismiss the uh, spectral force, and the uh, cave painting once again is forced back, very much like, uh, you know, Frodo with the file isle of Gladriel. Uh, There's like a gleam of light, um, the the blazing warmth of Saren Ray, and the cave painting kind of gets forced back into two dimensions and pastes back onto the cave wall from whence it came. Two actions remain, Joran. All right. Without uh, opening his eyes, Joran, sensing the one spirit is gone, turns his flaming spear towards the other spirit beyond the uh, creature in front of him and continues his chanting. All right. Well, there's there's no multiple exorcism penalty. There's no meep. <laughs> so uh, exorcism all day. So, but uh, oh, but you still do have a hero point because you won that extra hero point. So I do. Yeah. All right. Bring it. All right. Well, yeah. not enough. I'm going to need that. <laughs> Oh, here a point to like take out you know creatures and encounters seems like a good use. Yeah, that seems that pre- is probably true. That seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, considering also that my party is in here, this you know, I don't feel bad. <laughs> no, we're just running away. Well, at this point, you you are standing alone against the darkness, so it works out really well. All right, there you there go. There we go. All right, well, Jordan, you actually take out both of the haunts. So, uh, with powerful words of prayer, Jordan, describe uh, describe your exorcism for us there. The flame from his spear just. Not in a rageful, hateful way that fires often associated with, just glows with warmth and life 
bringing peace to this place, calmness, the spirits, not in an angry way, not in a way as if they've been repulsed instead, kind of just like a, like a creature that's lost its hunger, kind of paw around on the earth for a moment and then slowly return to their wall to rest, to sleep and to slumber. All right. Well, yes. And there's even like some calming where like, you know, like, uh, you know, a Gandalf is chanting, you know, go to sleep, be at peace. Um, and the spirit paintings go uh, uh, back into the walls, but the spirit of rage is no mere manifestation of uh, of Syarstic sleeping rage. No, this is a potent um, sort of undead, uh, a manifestation of the anger that the Kelid people felt at the betrayal uh, that occurred to them here. So, uh, Joran, you have one action left. All right. Joran turns now, opening his eyes once more to the spirit of rage. Ooh, t- tough decision here, Smith. Uh, do you attack? Do you right. raise a shield? Yeah, I think I'm going to raise my shield because I don't want to die. All right, seems good. Uh, yeah, because like, also Jordan doesn't have hostility here at the moment. He knows he's going to have to defend himself. Right. But like, he's kind of still in that moment of chanting and you know waiting to see what effect it had on the spirit in front of him. Got it. All right. Raising shield. All right. He brandishes his shield of Saren Ray in front of the creature. All right. Big Daddy Thrawn. You can come back right, in, buddy. I, believe I, <laughs> I know. I got to get back into the fight. Uh, so I will. Uh, uh, what we'll say here, Thrawn, is it'll take you two actions to get back to where you were. So if you want to put All yourself right. like right here, uh, give or take, that's basically where it, that'll take you two actions to get there. But you have sudden charge, actually, though, Thrawn. So yeah. Uh, if you want, you could sudden charge back in. That seems that seems thematically appropriate. <laughs> Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I, well, I have to rage. Oh. Uh, okay. Then, well, then the then the double moves. All that, right. That gets me sixty to where I'm at now. Then you. That is all you can do. All right. So yeah. Thron comes rushing back. Uh, you uh. know, uh, Thron. If you take a rage point, I'll let you close the uh. melee. <laughs> I just. Rage against the spirit of rage. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Like, Thrawn, as you come in, like, it's almost like for a moment, the the burning red eyes of this spirit of rage seem to lock with you for a moment. And you sort of, yeah, you hear a voice inside of you saying, I will destroy you. All you need do is come. Let your rage fuel you. It's like, it's almost baiting you. It's encouraging you. It it wants to be destroyed. It's asking for it. Thrawn, do you... I just took off running, like fleeing, and I was I was hit, and I started running away. So I'm not in the right state of mind. All right, uh, I will take your offer if if I can attack from <laughs> this location. <laughs> <laughs> the, the spirit of the rage is like, well, you drive an int- you drive a hard bargain. <laughs> but I off. But at this time, but at this position in the draft, I cannot possibly accept a flat footed condition on a flank. I'm going to have to rescind that offer. And uh, so the spirit of rage does not take your offer of of of, right. of rageful flank. That's a that's a lo- that's a new level six fleet. Uh, <laughs> rageful flank. Ah, <laughs> flat footed. Charging in. All right, that so, would be my level four feet. Right. Raging flank. All right, well, Breck is going to do the same thing. I mean, I put him here just because it was easy, but um, he's going to come rushing back in uh, as well, um, and he is unable to um, to close the distance, uh, but he is able to get basically all the way back in, um, and he's looking pretty hurt up too. All right, uh, so Breck comes back in, but there is no spirit of rage. The spirit of rage does not speak to him directly and ask him uh, for his uh, 
Speaks to the hatchet. Yeah. He speaks oh. to the hatchet. <laughs> speak to the hatchet. Come, join me. Um, so the spirit of rage, not exactly a tactical master. It is going to come in and it is going to, uh, as Joran has engaged with it, Joran with the light of Saren Ray bubbling off of him. The spirit of rage seems almost like um, uh, uh, angry that Joran would summon such a divine force in this place. And, and a voice for the first time kind of speaks out in a screaming common, Betrayer! You bring that false face here, and uh, the uh, spirit of rage lashes out at Joran with a with a shadowy incorporeal hand and gets a thirty. Oh, not a crit because <laughs> you raise your shield. <laughs> Math wow. is tight. Math is tight. Uh, wow, what a great what a great way to avoid that. Oh wow! Oh jeez! <laughs> that would have been a monster critical hit. Uh, Gotta block that. <laughs> All right. Hey, didn't you disable that update you made in the last session? <laughs> oh, right. Shh. I was paid with money for that update. Um, Cancel, Kaz. <laughs> uh, the spirit of rage um, grows like incessant and and angry at your at your attempt to block it. Um, the magic shield gets its first actual dink. Like that's how hard he hit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the spirit of rage is going to shift here and is actually going to attack Breck, who's actually really low on hit points. Um, and yeah, come on, baby. Here we go with uh, with multiple attack penalty. Yes, twenty six. Wow. Uh, Breck is going to take ten points of damage, and he is. Whew, he's near death. Yeah, he's an NPC. Who cares? <laughs> All right, um, Breck struggles as the spirit of rage continues to slash and rage and ra um, and attack all of you. It's it's uh, accurate attacks seeming to seemingly penetrate and pierce through all of your uh, armor except for the powerful shield, which is imbued with uh, uh, ancient magics. Uh, Droga, see ya, uh, Droga. Uh, you can, Droga, you can move twice and then command Barrack. <laughs> that's what I was going to do, but if he can't. If you can't hit this thing, it's sort of command Barrick to flee, though. Uh, well, no, Barrick, um, here's the deal. Um, Barrick, normally against non-magical attacks, this creature has resistance 10. Against magical attacks, has resistance 5. And against magical ghost touch attacks, has resistance 0. Uh, I'm assuming that automatic bonus progression is going to apply to Barrick as well. So I guess his claws are magical. Okay. So it's only going to be if... it's only going to be 5 damage off. So. All right. Well, I look at Barrick and say, see ya, you got this. And then I, you know, I head out while he goes and tries to flank. <laughs> Barrick's like, honestly, it's nothing new. So, <laughs> right. All right. You always send me in. Um, All right, Barrick. sat on the other side Barrick, of the lake and just watched us fight. With tactical precision, Barrick yeah! sets up a fly and hits. <laughs> uh, that's nice. Get uh, him with the jaws. Uh, six damage. Right. Excellent, excellent. Well, he, he takes one point of damage. So. Oh, you're so efficient with that one tooth. All right, um, Joran. All right. All right. Uh, it's a snack component for this, but hold on. Uh, not material. Okay. Uh, Joran, uh, seeing Brett get uh, injured, brandishes his spear up in the air once more, and a flash of light explodes from it, healing Breck's wounds. You doing a two action heal? Uh huh. Is this a level? Oh, so level two. Yep. I'll give you a two action heal. That reminds me, I need to get that. Uh, uh, oh, 
Wow, that's a great heel. Well, twenty-seven. Uh, well, he's uh, he's barely injured uh, after that massive heel. Um, draw some aggro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna raise my shield. <laughs> uh, I was gonna give you that aid cast, but I'm like, ooh, uh, this guy doesn't like Saren Ray as it is. Yeah, right? uh, nice heel from the cleric Thron. It is now your turn for realsies. All right, moving into position. In that great Pathfinder star-shaped uh, movement. There we go. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Sliding in right here. Your tactics right here. (laughs) (laughs) Quadra flank. (laughs) I'm in formation. All right. The spirit uh, of rage goes, no. (laughs) (laughs) You found my weakness. That there's only one of me. (laughs) My newly empowered ghost ape fist. Oh, Uh, ghost ape fist. The ghost. The ghost yeti. Oh, Uh, there it is. Well, the spirit of rage's armor class is down from uh, uh, 18, so um, it is hit. The oh! Hey, hey, hey. oh, oh, there we go. Oh, oh, ow, damage. Oh, <laughs> wow. uh, not enough. All right, the spirit of rage barely clings to life. I bring in my second Uh-oh. map attack. Map attack. Oh, beautiful. All right, <laughs> uh, hmm, let me let me do a math on this one. <laughs> rushed. You guys got it handled in there? <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, 13 damage is going to be enough. And um, empowered by the spectral streamers of energy, the sort of uh, lingering blessing of Saren Ray upon your weapons, um, in this case, your massive uh, fists, um, you're able to strike through the Spirit of Rage as if it were a solid foe. And with no resistance, uh, the Spirit of Rage falls should have taken my offer <laughs> all right well uh that's that's the combat good job Yay. all right yeah oh, i'm glad you guys handled that uh, i uh, administered the treatments yes if i, could, if I get uh, some of them heals <laughs> the treatment behold the treat breck says uh i'm pretty good actually <laughs> yeah breck's Took a little bit of that cave paint to the face. Yeah. Well, well, what was nice was that uh, Joran was able to uh, deal with both of those cave paintings in one round because those things were nasty. Hazards? All right. I do need some healing myself. Okay, Droga. That's yours. All right. right. And Thrawn. Oh, there it goes. I could move this up to expert now, but my check still isn't great. So, Ooh, oh, yeah. well, well, there you go. Well, that was still a really good roll, so it worked out really well. Yeah. This is a good surprise on me. Um, <laughs> there we go. Rick, you want one? I mean, it's not like I'm rolling hot. I mean, yeah. You're I mean, worse than often he is. Yeah, you have less of points well, than me. I'll, I'll treat me too. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Treat everybody. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Sorry, where'd I go? Where am I? I'm right here. All right. So, um, as quickly as uh, as uh, Matt, oh, naturally, I take damage. I take I I take damage. 
this game. <laughs> I just I just stab wreck in the chest. Oh! No, I already Holy crow. You, you took you took uh, three damage. Oh, is it three? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I didn't see that. Okay. Yeah, it, it, the macro automatically rolled. Oh, it. the macro rolled it. Okay. All right. Ah, oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I can't even describe what just happened, so I won't. I I stabbed him. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Slipped on a banana peel. And my spear went through his chest. Ah, slip on the banana peel. Breck goes. I told you before, Joran. You shouldn't be doing uh, treating wounds with that spear. You <laughs> oh, should. I forget. I'm so old. <laughs> you should use these bandages. <laughs> oh my gosh! I, I eat the bandage. <laughs> No, that's what rations are for, old man. Rations. It seems he's been in a drunken stupor. <laughs> By the way, I know people in the Discord ask, you know, what does it mean when a game says the heroes are competent? Not this. <laughs> not this. Not us. So imagine a doctor, right? He's trained. He's professional. He might even be an expert in being a doctor. Now, imagine he walks up to the patient and just, like, trips and, like, just knocks the patient out of the bed and then stabs him multiple times. That's Pathfinder, okay? Right. And you might say, well, that does happen 5% of the time. <laughs> and the other half, you miraculously cure him of all diseases that I, were ever known. Which is totally fine. <laughs> Alright, well, um, uh, I, don't, I don't even feel like killing myself. I don't care. Let's go. Okay. All right. Should we proceed on right. Northward? Alright, so, yeah, so as a as I was saying here, um, yeah, let's investigate. Oh, oh, okay. there's another path. Yeah, there is. A, once again, there is a uh, path passageway to the north, and there is also, uh, which kind of actually goes up. The stairs actually are carved into the ground, and then going to the east, um, you could see the passageway goes down more to the south. Now, attuned as you are to the spiritual essence of this place, alive with the very living memory of your Kellett ancestors, you can feel that this source, this power of rage, which you have now encountered several times in both the raised undead of the Kellets who lost their lives here, of these cave paintings that have manifested, and now these spirits of rage, which have sort of met, like, full, formed full cloth out of nothing um, from the very air itself is definitely coming from the east so um it is your belief that uh, the cursed spirit of Cyarstic must lay that way well let's go towards the east all right i like going upstairs but i will follow you in this case and i will be uh, uh avoiding notice but you know i mean there could be something to the north too you never know i i wanted to go north but uh brack seems to be well there's wise. also sort of like this northern path right here right that you can see yes i can't see it yet oh you're 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 too you're too ahead you're too ahead of the game there kaz um <laughs> all right so you all might point to the north and i i gesture what what, what is this way mm. uh even the gm doesn't know um mm. <laughs> uh kaz you move into what is a extremely large um the uh sorry my pdf He's go I'm going to be excited for Adventure 2 because I actually have that in print copy. Oh, nice. Oh. Um, and Adventure 3 I have in print copy um, because right. I think that Paizo PDFs kind of suck. Like, I feel like they are very unoptimized. Um, they don't really load very well, even on my... I feel that. I I, yeah, I mean, there's... I haven't had any problems. I I don't like DMing about books. Yeah. I don't know, it, it, also, you and I are old. Like, we're just bad at searching PDFs. 
ancient. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you all right, like the little uh, little uh, bookmark flags things. Well, yeah, no, I do. Um, oh yeah, of course I do. Um, all right, <laughs> the um, uh, the winding uh, as you enter into this fairly large cave here. The ceiling opens up above you and the winding caves walls have been painted from floor to ceiling with iconic graphic illustrations, much more detailed and in much more care and consideration and even in size than in any you have seen in the rest of the cave. One of a great and powerful mastodon, a full mammoth, a second of a dinosaur, it's not a broken mammoth. No, no, not a broken mammoth. Uh, one of a dinosaur. Uh, a great, terrible thunder lizard, and one of a great cat, a smilodon, a, a saber-toothed tiger. Humanoid figures wielding spears and axes swarm the mastodon and the great cat, and near the dinosaur, more hunters emerge from the fingertips uh, of a handprint smeared upon the wall. Above the animals, a series of dots above are reminiscent of stars. I pointed the thunder lizard. I'm like, ah, one of our friends. I'd wrestle you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's stars. There's animals. What's swirling you, around them? You said the hand, there's a hand stamp on it. Yeah. So there is a, um, yeah. So there's a mastodon, a dinosaur and a great cat. Humanoid figures wielding spears and stone axes are swarming around the mastodon and the great cat. And near the dinosaur, uh, there are hunters emerging from the fingerprints or from the fingertips of a handprint that has been sort of uh, uh, drawn onto the wall. Hmm. Do I know if that reminds me of anything? Uh, hmm. Yeah, uh, Smith, uh, if you want to make a, I don't know, probably maybe a nature check or arcana check. Hmm. Sorry, I'm looking for my proficiencies. That's okay. It is very hard to find. It's the hardest thing to find in the game. It, it is the hardest thing. There we go. Proficiencies. Okay. Uh, zero or plus one. We'll go plus one. Hmm. Nope. I mean, besides, aside from the obvious connotations that this is some sort of, uh, uh, you know, scene of hunting um, of, of the Kellid people working together to yeah. overcome their great foes, uh, or in this case, you know, even the Mastodon's not necessarily a foe, but it's obviously a very trying thing to it's hunt. Food. Yeah, to hunt one. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's it's sort of a celebration um, to to uh, of the of the Kellid people's hunting prowess. Okay. I have another question. Yeah. I look up at the patterns that resemble stars in the ceiling. Do I yeah. recognize those patterns? Uh, ooh, good question. Uh, make a nature check. The answer will be no. <laughs> well, the quality of your nature check will determine. Hey, that's a pretty oh. good. All right. 15. Uh, yeah, Aaron. Um, yeah, so the, the stars are painted, uh, are, are basically a representation of the night sky. Um, and, uh, winter, you know, summer. So actually, uh, they determine the, the stars position sort of to indicate a specific, uh, a time of year. And mm -hmm. given the rising, uh, stars in the East, um, you believe that this represents the springtime, uh, maybe a little bit 
later than now. But if okay. your people's ancient path is correct, um, where you are now here at Red Cat Cave in this time of the spring would have been around the time when your ancestors would have passed through this place. Um, and so basically... That's why they had the ritual to come here every year. Exactly. So you're kind of here right, roughly around this same time. However, okay. they also indicate you can judge by the position of the great northern star a time as well, which is... Right which is exactly at solar midnight, the exact moment halfway between the dusk and the dawn. So the stars are sort of representing uh, basically springtime at midnight, exact midnight. Springtime at midnight. Right, which is obviously not, well, it's springtime, but it is not midnight right now. But that is what the... Uh, the... Okay. 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 Uh, does Breck have any skills? Wow, He's I, a fighter, he should have all the skills. <laughs> we have no skills in this party. Uh, at everything. Well, he okay, great. Okay, he is trained in occultism because he has a bard dedication. <laughs> there you go. Um, right. So Breck is going to take a closer look as well at the painting, um, and he is unable to judge any further significance as well. Does the stars seem to have anything to do with the murals? Um, I mean, it, it, they all seem to be sort of uh, uh, painted and connected, but I would say no. I would say the stars are almost a separate mural in a way. Okay. Hmm. Something happens around this time every year in the spring at midnight. I don't know what. I don't know exactly where. Brett kind of steps forward and kind of reiterating what <laughs> I had just said. In the ancient time of our people, this cave was an important part of our ancient route, the Ethgir, which took us beyond the Tusk Mountains. Before the, before the falling of Syarstic, our following used to make pilgrimages to this very cave. Per perhaps our ancestors drew, drew these in some way. A message, perhaps? Do you remember what the exact ritual was? Breck uh, thinks for a moment, thinks deeply. Alas, I am a fighter and a bard. I know, I know <laughs> nothing. Recall knowledge. I know. I've been here for twenty years. Uh, have I done this twenty times? And can I recall that? <laughs> oh wait, I don't have skill points. No. I can't. <laughs> well, it, it is clear. Well, whatever this is, it, this is from before you even joined the Broken Tusk. Oh, so but, I, I thought that was. Oh. I thought they stopped coming only a couple decades ago. Is that? Uh, they hundred years ago. Yeah, they oh, stopped coming years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah, like like. Like 85 years ago, yeah. Yeah, but, so yeah, they don't come to this cave anymore. Okay, yeah, yeah correctly. Yeah. Right. They stopped coming like when Grandfather Iowa was a very young child. Because um, remember, his mother was the leader of the group which took the primordial flame and hid it right. in this cave. And he was just a young, young man or young boy even. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, but yeah. All right. So okay. for our whole lives, we've we've never... You've never... You know, the only, yeah, the only thing that you've done here is you had your spring, you had your green uh, festival, green moon festival, except for the first moon of spring uh, at the rock loom where you had it. Um, yep. And then you would travel east and you would usually spend a week or so at the Gleaming Sun Lake to, uh, you know, relax and enjoy the springtime and some of the bounties of that. Uh, let the mm -hmm. mammoths, um, you know, eat all the new spring vegetation and, and stuff like that. And then you would move to the grandparents where typically, usually the uh, following would spend at least another week or so uh, doing uh, prayers and uh, 
uh, doing bonfires and that kind of like sacrificial stuff to send the smoke up to the ancestor spirits. Uh, and then they would move east to Red Cat Cave. Now you're following, as far as all of you know in your history, has yeah. does not journey east to Red Cat Cave after the grandparents. Like last year, you guys spent a week or two at the grandparents doing your ancestor worship for those who had departed, as well as people who had just died in the past year. And then you turn north and and follow the Gornok Plain up the side of the Tusk Mountains that you do not dare cross. So um, to a certain extent, you're here maybe a little bit early from when your uh, ancestors would have been here, but it's roughly around the same time. Okay. All right. So, well, Jaron can't figure anything else out, so he's going to get a better yeah. look down here. All right. Uh, Joran, you begin moving south, and you see that the, uh, the large cave opens up uh, even further. And here, you can see that the cave wall paintings begin to become destroyed. Do we feel the rage? Oh, like vandalized or? Yes. In fact, there are great claw marks that have etched them out of the oh, of the ground. That's my favorite way. Yeah, this is mm. probably the way we were. Oh, how big are those claw marks? Uh, <laughs> I mean, large. I mean, huge. You, the legend. <laughs> like, it's not just a map that doubled. Cyarstic <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, was said to have been a great saber-toothed cat one of the ancient ah. kind of the like a primordial progenitor of the great cats um said to have been ageless since the since the birth of the realm of mammoth lords a great and noble uh a king among beasts and so hmm. probably at least large okay <laughs> okay. okay is he uh, destroying anything specific or is just just uncontrolled rage and anger yes. Art? yes it is definitely uncontrolled rage uh, and and the like um that being said, it's um, not like he's scratching the eyes out of all of them. No, no, no. Yeah, it's definitely um, you know uh, like trying to erase the the existence of the Kellid memory or the, the the writings essentially on the wall and trying to create um, or to eliminate, I should say, the presence of these markings, uh, almost as if it felt shamed. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Breck uh, closely examines one of the scraped uh, uh, carvings and, and looks a little bit closer um, and turns back uh, to the group to think that our people have not been here in 80 or 90 years, almost two or three generations. Hmm. But our great and noble ancestors, one of my uh, great and noble ancestors, came here and was slain by Syarstic. Hmm. Breck, Breck seems to hesitate for a moment. I, I must admit my fear at what may lay ahead. You'd be a fool if you didn't. But, but you have bravery. <laughs> well, it goes bravery. Really oh. <laughs> he admits his fear, and then it's gone. Something was here recently got slain by those haunts. <laughs> Um, yeah, I never did find the body. Uh, you know what? Though? We had bloody skeletons too, so maybe blood just explodes around here. Aaron, gain a hero point. Well, well done, well done, well done. <laughs> yes, it's all part of the 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 spiritual effect of the of the uh, rage of the ripping of the tearing of the ghost spirit tiger. Uh, it's steal yourselves for what's to come, but know this. 
Serenay walks with us. There may be shame and failure in our past, but Sister Cinder, she is the goddess of redemption. And not only can we find redemption here, but we will be agents of her redemption on the Kellet people. Her love has not been lost, though the flame may be. Here, here. Yeah, it was very nice. Well said, uh, Mr. Oh. Smith. Uh, Joran's, uh, Joran's powerful words fill you all with courage, and everybody uh, in the party gains a hero point. Oh, well, nah. all righty. Like, this might be busted. So, uh... is it? Is, I was about to say, is there a did 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 a little save screen just kick off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm rewarding. Listen, listen. <laughs> this is a role-playing game. I'm rewarding role-playing. Right. You, you, you hack. Okay. <laughs> Besides, Derek can't role-play tonight because he's playing a fighter, and fighters don't have good role-playing. Uh, uh, that's correct. That's I'm, true. I'm, I'm limited. I keep going back to Breck and being like, I can't do anything. You can't uh, do anything. I'm just too effective in combat. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm a war cleric, so I just, I just role play all day. I'm just locked. I'm just locked into this. Um, can't do anything else. Right. I didn't even attack in that last fight. Come on. But, but that's why the war cleric is an S, S tier class. That's right. Mm, you know, that is such a like, rare thing. It's tough. Oracle, war priest, you know, ah, you know, it's, it's, that's true. competition <laughs> all right all right all right Joran continues pressing ahead waiting for combat to start all right joran um you move deeper now and the cave begins to grow wider and wider the uh, cave drawings become larger and more impressive but also still scarred by the effects of the claw marks against the walls ahead there is yeah sorry Cass, i've interrupted you eight oh, times yeah, Sorry, no, go ahead. I'm sure it's something really important. Kaz, go for no, it. No, it's it's not. Nope. <laughs> Would one of you guys want to be like seeking? Keep my shut up so long. I, I just I'm seeing the history of my movement every time I move is like reflashing on my. I just didn't know if anyone else. Do you need uh, a, no, you I need was reload. I was having that too. Kaz, uh, oh, okay. it's sort of going off and on. It's not, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Well, I, Why don't you guys refresh before we get into a fight? I am not I having that. So. I'm not having that problem with uh, with Breck. So, I'm All right. All right. The light from Joran's torch, uh, magical torch, I should say, begins to illuminate a vast and large cave. Um, Joran, I assume you're going to be defending. Yep, shields already up. All right. I am preparing to make a charge into the cat. I'll be wrestling said cat. Unfortunately, you cannot do that. You're only allowed to ready in encounter mode. All right. But you, you could roll initiative of athletics, represent your readiness to grab Ready to pounce. All right. Yeah, we've all, it sucked us in. We've all yeah. moved. I've all, beam. I've all moved you in. Well, you know, you got to move in close enough to be able to see, like, you know, the actual cool stuff. All right. Oh. Um, all right. You all move into the vast chamber, and there... As you enter into this large and impressive location, you see, um, sorry, um, paintings on the wall of this huge and massive chamber. Monsters, both legendary and well-known within your tribe's oral histories. The great 
legends and myths of your people stand etched into the walls of this chamber, as well as obscure ones whose names you do not know, but whose probably history reaches back hundreds, if not thousands of years, cover the cavernous walls of this long and broad chamber. Mighty dragons and wolves engage in eternal battle alongside owl-headed bears and one-eyed giants. A history of the Kelid people's greatest foes that have been brought down by the might of their great champions and heroes. And here, as you enter into the room near the southern wall, Joran, your light illuminates a massive stalagmite that grows out of the center of the chamber. Its top has been broken off and it has been fashioned into a mighty pedestal. Old carvings etched into the stone cover every inch of this magnificent and mighty plinth all of them bearing a flame and spiraling smoke motif and there at the top of this mighty pedestal stands a halo of scorch marks upon the pedestal's flat top oh this is where it uh, used to stay and there is but the top of the pedestal is empty the blazing scorch marks, the almost melted surface of this rock um, enhances the conspicuous bareness of this uh, pedestal. Obviously, you know what it's supposed to have been here, but like the th- this thing is so clearly begging for something should be here and there's nothing mm. here and, and there is nothing here. Um, and as you sort of take in the, the whole sight of it, a spectral and spiritual voice sort of wavers out and calls out from everywhere and nowhere at the same time. More intruders! More usurpers! I have failed once! I shall not fail again! And uh, a shimmering form begins to uh, coalesce in front of the pedestal. A large, massive, spectral image of a humongous, elegant, primal cat, simmering with the same rage and the burning embers for eyes that you saw in the spirit of rage, um, coalesces in front of Joran between him, the party, and the pillar. The creature seems to struggle with barely contained rage as it unleashes a primal war, its eyes filled with burning madness, fear, shame, but most of all, rage. And with that, uh, stick the painted tiger, roars into existence, and a wave of animating rage spirals and spills out through the chamber. And... As, as, as numerous cave paintings begin shimmering and pulling themselves off of the walls in response to the master's undying and hateful rage. All right. Uh, I guess we won't be parlaying with him. <laughs> <laughs> the spirit of rage is not capable of parlaying. <laughs> but... Um, it does fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> strangely enough no it doesn't <laughs> you can beat the rage out of it um but um 
because uh, the group kind of made their way down here uh, uh, fairly quickly, we're actually going to uh, take a quick cliffhanger. Oh. We're actually gonna we're actually gonna take oh. a we're actually gonna take a quick break because we always take one break. Um, <laughs> we're gonna take one quick break. Um, normally we take it at eight thirty, but we'll take it here at eight fifteen. Um, mm-hmm. So a little bit early, and then we'll come back for this big massive fight against Cyrus Stick the Painted Tiger, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's a tough one, uh, um, and so we'll we'll see if it we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, everybody, stay tuned. Um, we'll be back in just a few short minutes. Let me. Uh, what sounds good to you guys? Um, oh, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Ten, 10 minutes sounds good. So we're gonna come back at uh, eight twenty. So not not long at all. So just enough time for everybody to grab a drink, go to the bathroom. Uh, you all grab a drink, go to the bathroom. You know the procedure, um, and. Uh, there we go. What's going on? It's pretty suggestive of you to tell us to go to the bathroom. Sorry. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm saying you must go to the bathroom. Uh, oh. All right. Sorry. I just had to load up the time there in stream elements. All right. Um, so we will be right back. And uh, don't, uh, don't go anywhere. We'll see you in about 10 minutes. Peace. back hey welcome back hey we got the anonymous tip 25 dollars summoning the t-rex nice nice very very awesome thank you so much uh real quick shout out ben with a two dollar super chat said uh peso pdfs are pigs to load and uh i i am inclined to believe i just don't think that they do a i, I just i've always had problems with their specific uh pdfs i've had a lot of problems with them so um Welcome back, everyone. We've got ourselves a, uh, a a nasty little boss fight here on our hand as we get to the end of Chapter 2 of Adventure 1. Before the party stands, stands Syarstic, the painted tiger, the spirit of the once proud and noble, magnificent guardian of the primordial flame. Now, the charred broken pedestal where once the mighty artifact stood uh, a testament to the creature's failure to keep the sacred uh, artifact safe and now possessed by a rage that only losing an artifact can really and and potentially spelling the downfall for an entire people can really instill in one Um, so we are going to get ourselves into a nice little combat all right clearly i have to subdue it by wrestling it oh Uh, this is a wrestling skill check uh I'm going to say that that is not going to do so well. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, now, as I mentioned uh, at the end of the, the at the end of the encounter, um, the uh, uh, the creatures' rage began pulling forth creatures off of the walls. Now, note these are not haunts. Um, in fact, they have the same name as the creature. Um, these these are these are. Not uh, hazards or haunts. These are actually like uh, combatants. They are here to kill you. They are here to kill you. Maybe. What do they sort look of. like? Um, so if you if you actually take a look at these creatures, which you should be able to, um, they actually uh, I think the art is of uh, uh, it's like a two dimensional painting given physical form. Oh, now I'm seeing it. Okay, it, it looked like blood against a gray. 
at first, but now I see actually it's like sort of the cat's paw. The face. Yeah, here I'll okay. show I'll show it to everybody here. Yeah. There we go. So. Yeah, so it's oh, yeah, like there it is. Yep. it's like a it's like a burning rage spirit, but it's like pulled off of the wall of cave paintings. Um, cool. So that is basically huh. what these things are. Um, so you know, mean mean guys. Um, so they they pop out, and I'm going to activate combat for everybody. Combat and tactics 101. Take combat out the big activated. guy first. All right, <laughs> and I am going to roll uh, my little dudes, and then I'm going to roll my big dude. Ah, sire stick rolled a three. What? What? Oh, <laughs> oh man! That guy just didn't roll yet. Uh, oh my gosh! Brett got a twenty-four. Droga got a twenty-seven. Joran got a twenty-three. Let's go. All right, Thron. Thron got a twenty-one. Oh, oh whoa, well, no! Monsters go first. Monsters go first. But sire stick with a plus fourteen to initiative is going last. Wow. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna pull this up because this is a crazy <laughs> initiative order. Uh, there's the initiative order. That's the bottom of it. You all can't. You guys can't see it all fully at home. But um, that is the bottom of the initiative order. The lowest from everybody else was twenty one, uh, and the the massive. Okay, well that was a huge deal for you guys. Wow. wow. Yeah, normally normally we're pretty terrible at these things. We just get wrecked. Just get completely wrecked. All right, well, Droga, you are yeah. you are up first, my friend. I have been searching for this for a long time. Time to hunt this prey. Ooh, Droga, there's a there's a sense of like almost pride that comes over you as oh. you like you know let l- you kind Roll of the hunt. Yeah, the, well, it's like as you put your sights on this magnificent beast, this spirit who's legend in your people. I mean, obviously, it has a special connection to you all because it was chosen as the guardian, but this is a creature that has existed uh, in your legends for hundreds and hundreds of years before it became the guardian of the primordial flame and then was slain and then raised, uh, you know, came back as a horrible spirit, ghost, evil monster. So... Um, it's kind of a moment of of both yeah, fear, like fear and pride, you know. Yeah, it's like a legendary uh, hunt that you it, for me because I'm a hunter, but like this legendary beast. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, am I gonna get? Uh, is he gonna get plus one from Jordan being in my way? He absolutely is. Okay. Sorry. No, I'm it's just, okay. I'm too old <laughs> to not be. <laughs> you plus right. plus Jordan's got his shield raised, so. All right. Well, we're gonna command. Uh, uh, Beric, yes, to run in, maybe draw an attack opportunity. <laughs> Go and die whichever way you best see fit. Uh, let me take a scan because you never know with these creatures. There's always something in here that may da, 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 da. no attack of opportunity. Yeah, or the creature doesn't have reach. You don't know. Oh. Um, well, Derek, will you let me go back and uh, uh, monster hunt? Recall knowledge on this guy. Uh, for what? Or when I hunt my prey. Oh, yeah, go for it. All right, this will be not nature? You could totally use nature because okay. even though it's a ghost, like this is a primal spirit of nature. Oh, oh goodness. Yes. Nice. Thank you, um, a Ray in the chat for reminding me of my own skills. Uh, <laughs> right, your feet specifically, <laughs> right? Feet, yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, we're looking for we guys. What do you think we're looking for here? Two weeks. Bob's gonna GM. Make sure you tune in. For that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's gonna be a great session. All right. Uh, so Bob, it's gonna be you guys telling me how to 
a GM at that point. Anyway, continue. So, Sorry, Bob, Jeff. do you want to know about... Well, for starters, uh, because you succeeded, uh, you know that this creature has 60 hit points, um, and it is incorporeal. Now, Bob, do you want to know about its offensive capabilities, its defensive capabilities, or its special abilities? Derek, can you, can you boost Bob's audio? Uh, can I boost Bob's audio? Oh, I'm surprised he can't hear me. I'm usually pretty loud. Uh, I mean, I can raise all of your audios. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I can... <laughs> come a little closer i mean bob you can raise your audio by speaking louder yes i can all right we are going to bear support and oh sorry i want to, I want to do uh defend uh defensive okay uh defensive capabilities the creature has ac 22 it is uh has a plus nine fort save a plus 12 reflex save and a plus 16 will save okay um in pretty a low fort um, in addition, uh, the creature uh, has negative healing, so it is um, it is harmed by healing because it is Ooh. undead. That's that's good to know, Joran. Yeah, right. what's the? I think it's is that will save in this edition or is that fort? I think it's a fort. Well, that'd be huge if that's the case. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because that's its worst save. Yeah, fort you'd save. Nice. All right. All right. But it is a plus nine, so it's not like it's horrible. Yeah, um, I am bad at you know offensive spellcasting, so it's still not. Ideal. Please. All right. As uh, the wisdom comes upon uh, Droga, you see him uh, grab two arrows and pew, shoot them off. Uh, I believe you mean pew pew. No, I didn't want to say that pew, pew. I was trying to get around. Uh, not well, you missed by about a million. And... Missed a million. <laughs> pew pew. They, they sail as the air. Yeah. The moment comes upon you and it just goes sailing past. All right. So Breck wants to get a flank here. So that uh, he wait, had... did you have any tech opportunity that you wanted to do on Beric? I couldn't. Well, um, number one, I said, no, he doesn't have one. And then I got said, it. I must have missed he it. also doesn't have reach. So it's like a, a double whammy of not having a tech of opportunity. Oh, that's weak. <laughs> All right. So what Breck is going to do is Breck is going to see, can he move? He can. So he can move this Instead way. Charge around him. Yeah, but then I don't get to dual slice. If I can do this, mm -hmm. but if he does have attack opportunity, Breck is going to provoke it here, so... Well, players do got to fight. So, all right. Well, Breck is going to move there and not provoke any attacks of opportunity because this creature does not have it. And now there is no cover. Uh -huh. And now Breck is going to target the flanked, uh, the flanked fire stick. And here comes the attacks. First, the the battle axe comes slashing across in a dual slice, and with a sixteen he misses. But here comes the bone hatchet. Oh, oh, also a 16. Also a miss, even with the wow. flanking. Wow. wow. All right, Breck is unable to land any attacks. Yikes. Cyarstick roars and ripples with rage. The immense cat turns easily to deal with the two attackers. All right, Joran. Yikes. All right. Joran's going to close the distance into the melee. Yes. And then brandishing his spear upwards, he cries out, Sister Cinder, bless your warriors. Let them have a worthy hunt. I cast bless. All right. All right. Let me do this. This should be fine. You want you want to do it? Or you want me to place this? Uh, well, then it has to follow you and do all this other nonsense. I was just like. never going to move again. Oh. Well, then that's fine. <laughs> Even if it moves, I'll just die here. 
Okay, so everybody within that gets a plus one status bonus to attack rolls and okay. to um, uh, saving throws versus fear, I think. Uh, nope. No? Okay. Junior Alex game, plus one stats, bonus to attack rolls. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. It's even worse. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's something, but I'm never going to be over there. Uh, I, mean, it, I mean, I'm going to try to expand it here, but you're, yeah, you, Bob, you're, you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so this awakened painting is going to move next to Thrawn. And... Bring it on, big boy. Uh, actually, no, it. it's going to move here. Oh! oh. <laughs> Goes into the flank. Um, and the early conga line is forming. And that is it. Oh, okay. All right. Oh. And this is going to move there. Okay. Okay. Thrawn. I mean, confusing me. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who didn't choose special abilities, Bob. I get it. I, <laughs> I think the defensive was a good idea. So All right, Thrawn. We'll find out. Um, does this look like the same? Haunt things that I've had so much trouble with. No, no. no. Right. You, you so. can pound it. <laughs> you are the one that failed our people. Oh, and I come charging <laughs> in. Oh. That's a taunt. <laughs> oh, that is. Oh, that is. <laughs> that that's that's pretty brutal. And uh, you know, I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm just gonna dis. Wait, why didn't it move me? Oh, wait, hold on. I'm gonna start. I'm just dispatching his his lackeys here. Um, first attack. Just that my, I'm full on. This is true rage for me. Oh, oh no. indeed it is. Uh, oh um, no, that hero point, Cass. <laughs> I'm gonna use a hero point because I am. This is these. These are the ones that like screwed up my people. So this is this is why we might die here. So re-rolling that. There uh, we go. All right. Oh, critical hit. Yes. Wow. And minimum damage. Fourteen minimum damage. Uh, damage, which kills oh. it. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. All right. The cave painting dissipates. All right, Thrawn. Uh, I feel like these guys are minions. They probably do like a good amount of damage, but they're easy to take out. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that is the oh okay. Uh, well, because you rage move attack. Yes. Yeah, right. I was gonna hit end, but then it. Um, Sire sticks. Rage continues to ripple. Join me, brothers. Let the hunt begin. As a voice echoes and reverberates throughout the entire chamber, chamber, uh -oh. chamber, chamber. Sounds like more minions. Oh, boy. All right. Two uh, minions uh, pull themselves free of the walls. And that looked like that took an action. It did take an action. Right. Did that look like it took an action? Does that trigger a reaction? I'm just wondering how much we can expect ads, you know? I mean, <laughs> it very much uh, took an action. Getting those special abilities. Too. Whoa, it went off oh, into the that nothing. Guy's God. That guy's gone. <laughs> that guy's all gone right. for all Sister time. Sister Cinder, huh? Uh, she's, not, she's protecting us. For some odd reason, that I. That would can't. be sweet, Bob, if magic worked that way. Uh, found, be gone! Foundry is not letting me add this thing to the combat. Oh. oh. She will just a uh, just click the combat button on the when you hover over it when you yep. click on it. Yep, the combat button does nothing. Oh wow! Sweet, I love Foundry so much. Well, I do. But, this uh, fight just got a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like why is it so bad? Less uh, to worry about now. Um, let me try pulling another one on and see if that works. 
Nope, I cannot. Can I do anybody here? Uh, Argakoa shows up and she's like, "Hello, friends." Oh, we could use the help. Uh, yeah. Okay. None of. No, so I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> she's dead. All right. Well, I cannot add people to the initiative order anymore. So, cool. <laughs> I mean, you can always just have them go at the same as the. Did other you end combat tiger. and then start? No, because then we'd have to you know, like reload, we'd have yeah. to reall everything. So. Just just do their initiative as the same. As yeah, the I'll just do it as that. All right. So Cyrustic does that, um, and then uh, Joran. It'll attack you. All right. Um, wow, I cannot. Wow, maybe I need to reload myself. Yeah, the problem is, that might be, maybe you lost connection. The problem is when I reload, it uh, destroys everything. So. Ah. All right. Ghostly fangs rip out into your flesh, Joran. Oh Whoa, God. miss. Barely. <laughs> Big daddy with the miss. Uh, and then it's going to use its claw attack, which is agile. And Oh, oh. <laughs> Sister is. Cinder is with you as I roll All right, a net. I guess she does protect us. Uh, <laughs> uh, she, Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. Well, geez. Wow. That was it. Uh, that's all. That's all he go had. Go last in initial order. Do nothing. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Go last. Do nothing, all right, guys. Do not waste this gift. <laughs> I know, right? All right, oh, Droga. Yeah, yeah so that was a. Uh, you just got a free freebie there. Yeah. 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 Round. Barrack is going to bear support. As my uh, command, Barrack to do bear support, and then I'm going to tr <laughs> try real hard to. Uh, Really hit him with these ones. Okay. <laughs> Extra hard. Well, uh, you miss harder. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm going to be. Uh, I think I can hero point that without having to roll the second dice first. I'm. All right. So that six is counted as a 16. So 24. 24. Its AC is 23, Bob. Sweet. So I'll just do that. That's All right. First one. Okay. And uh, then I'll roll the second one. And that misses by oh, one because of the cover. In the back. <laughs> oh, that is some weak sauce. But uh, you have get... moved to a more advantageous yeah, location. Yeah, I, I didn't was trying not to move if I didn't. It's have fine, to. I'll, I'll, I'll do everything. I'll move, Bob. <laughs> you just told you told Jordan, me you were you never gonna move. move. Well, <laughs> I didn't think Bob wasn't gonna move either. Okay. I, I assume he takes no slashing damage. I mean, he technically takes one oh, point of damage. I didn't know if he was incorporeal as well. Uh, that's the support benefit thing is kind of weird, but you know, okay. you did or so did... you did so little on your turn. I will give you that one point right, of damage, well, Bob. He's gonna take uh, one more uh, hail mary at full. Uh, map here. Roll Re 20. Remember, everybody, this is a bad idea. Go ahead, Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob, there's these awesome videos online um, made by these people who play Pathfinder. Oh. You should watch them. It teaches you combat and I tactics. Heard they're not even for example, tactics. for example, for those of you at home, for those, for Bob, for example, here, could have used his third action using his knowledge of nature, which he's probably trained in. Say, Bob, are you an expert in any skill yet? No. Uh, well, not... Uh, not uh, what, no, are you, no. what, are you, what are you an expert in? Will. No, no, no. What skill are you an expert in? None. Trolling Derek. Did you not take a skill increase when you leveled to three? I must not have. Oh, okay. Great. <laughs> hey, S Smith, what skill are you an expert in now? Uh, against the Dark Master. <laughs> that, that No one will understand what that means. So, uh... yeah, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> That's what I get the book for. <laughs> wow. Uh, 
All right. Well, um, medicine to answer your question. Ah, yeah. medicine to answer my question. All right. Sounds good. Oh, Breck this is, is I need my paper sheet. Breck is an expert in uh, athletics. Hmm, interesting. All right. Yes, would you take athletics? Oh, he I was, was already an expert. expert. Oh, that's right. Ooh, I, would, I, I would. forgot. You're awesome. So now I'm also taking? an expert in nature. There you go. So see, yeah. well, had Bob had any of that, he could have just said, I aid them with nature and give somebody a plus two bonus to their attack mm, roll. That would be awesome. Instead, he made an attack and he critically missed by 15. Um, he also could have I moved to get a better position as well. well since that was part I was of the problem. if I should have done in the first move. All right. Now, see, Bob, gain a hero point. You've done a great job for the people at home to teach them how not to play Pathfinder 2. <laughs> There, All right. There you go. I'm helping everyone. You're helping everyone. All right. Breck is up next. And I will take train in athletics, expert in athletics. Breck That's is up next, done. and he is going to do a dual slice, leading off with the bone battle axe. It's a hit for plus nice. six. And here comes the hatchet. It's a, oh, it's oh, no. on the 20 for a hot second there, but it did not do it. But the bone battle axe does do damage. It does seven points of damage. And because of the power of the ghost touch rune, it's going to do the full seven damage. Breck, an expert in weapon is going to set up Jorn. Are you going to attack? Uh, no. Um, actually. Kaz, are you going to attack? I'm not going to attack. Yes. All right. Well, then Jorn is going to, or uh, Breck is going to prepare to aid. He attacks several times, spinning the axe. The bone hatchet seems to gleam with renewed vigor under this ancient hollowed place of the burning mammoth slash broken tusk ancestors. And guided by its strike, uh, uh, Breck kind of beckons Thrawn to come in. Finish this. Show him that you are the stronger. And uh, Breck is going to prepare to aid. All right, Doran. All right. All right. Joran breaks his oath. And I am going to step. I guess it doesn't really matter. Breaks his oath. Yeah, I moved. Oh. I, I, he promised me. You promised. <laughs> I meant I meant to keep that promise. All right, Jorn steps to the side. This yeah, this will still hit him. Uh, concentrates on his blessing. He expands it. So that's all you, buddy. One action. One action, and it right. will increase by five feet. Great, and that's actually nice because now it'll get. Uh, yeah, there you go. Look at that. Oop. We can make a video about that. Yep. All right. Wait, did, did you do it or? I'm doing it. Oh, you made the sound effect. I didn't say there it is. Okay. <laughs> ah, I thought I was going to have. Uh, oh, you were thinking fourth edition. Uh, it's okay. Bre oh. Breck, Breck can like step over or something. No, I mean, I, I have the movement, so I'll just, it won't be a stop. So uh, I provoke an attack opportunity. Got it. Okay. But now you're now, okay. Got it. So now Thrawn will go here and right, Breck is yes. here. So everybody is right. within bless and flanking. So, right. Yes. And if my third action, uh, pay, I will pay attention to this folks. This is what you want to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, You're right, though. The fourth edition did get me because I, I only <laughs> think in boxes now. You were squared, yeah. yes. All right. Uh, oh, oh, so it, it would have already had those outer corners done in fourth edition? Yeah, fourth edition, yeah. Just it's just a box. Everything's a box. Uh -huh. There's Got no it. weird radius. All right. Um, this is going to go to here. And actually, so Breck is not going to take the attack of opportunity because he wants to save his reaction to aid. Mm. Nice. That's also a pro move. I don't know. I would have hit him. <laughs> okay. Thrawn. Wow. None of them came at me. All right. Well, I'm going to move directly forward. Yep. Uh, and oh, that's where I was going to Full swing. It. All right. So, Thrawn, when you make your attack roll, you're going to want to add plus one status bonus from the Bless of Joran of Mendev, and you're going to want to add plus two circumstance bonus because of the aid from Breck. So, now, Foundry might be doing some of that because he's in the aura. 
Oh. The, the uh, A he's going to have to add, but oh. I don't know if he's going to add. I don't the, see that. I'll just type. I'll put it in, and if it looks. Well, fun. we can look at the math and yeah, see. Yeah, we'll what, see the math. Later. We'll see what the math says. Yeah. All right. So this oh. is actually pretty nice. So Brett, Brett comes in. He goes, strike now, Thrawn. Brett distracts him with a series of axe slices. And Thrawn, you come in with it's about as good as you can get at this point yeah, in the this game. This is a pretty sweet net swing. All right. Well, wow. he, I, he tech, I still have him as having cover. So technically, his AC is one lower. So you hit by nine. Oh. By nine. nine. <laughs> Uh, um, it had the A, it had the bless. Yeah, it has everything. Strength four. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was just seeing if we could get that crit there. Come on, can't action? fault me. Yeah, we're close. <laughs> we're close. All right. Well, yeah, uh, we'll just. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thrawn. Right. Big hit. Here we go. All right. All right ten, ten First damage. Warm First warm up punch. Um, <laughs> you have one action and, left, and Thrawn. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna work. That first blow was really a setup blow. Uh, I'm moving in, and yeah. so I'm setting up. I'm I'm counter setting up Breck here uh, <laughs> to also okay. aid his the, the the bone hatchet. Got it. Attack. Got it. Specifically the bone hatchet. <laughs> yeah, of course. Naturally, we wouldn't assume nothing else. All right. So Cyarstick, the painted tiger, is going to go next. All right. First things first. Droga. The Cyarstick leaps forward and slashes through the air. And as he does so, his ghostly uh, fangs sort of, uh, or his ghostly claws dissipate and emerge from the awakened painting, slashing you across oh, your face. Oh, interesting. Droga, 29. And oh, so you are flat-footed to this attack. What? Yes. Oh, boy. So that means it is a critical? Oh, cheap. <laughs> a critical hit. Oh, boy. That's rough. All right, you take 20 damage. Oh, oh boy. 20 Woo. negative damage. Oh, um, boy. And then he is going to spin onto Joran. Joran, you are flanked, so he is going to spin on you and slash at you with his own uh, claws. Yeah. Uh, but this is with a map attack. Uh, 23. Oh. Yep, hit. All right. First things first, I'm going to roll damage. And then, oh, it added for me automatically. Awesome. That's very cool. Good. Uh, is it sneak attacks you for 11 points of damage? Well, Joran wow. snaps his shield back in the nick of time to ward off most of the damage. Got it. Your reaction is up. You shield block. You take what, two? Yep. All right. And then he's got a map of eight, so he's just going to throw that at Thrawn. It seems like that's <laughs> um, that seems like the most likely situation here. This is a direct attack. Now. This is just a direct attack against you. Plus seven gets a sixteen, almost hits, but not quite. <laughs> All right, so that was Cyarstick's uh, Droga. All right, gonna move far, far away from this thing. All right, and uh, you actually have a straight shot there, yeah. Droga. Looks yep, that's what I was going for. Yep, uh, Barrick. Uh, uh, bear supports. Okay. So and one action move, two action yep. bear supports. All right. Barrick um, begins uh, uh, clawing and tearing into the creature, uh, waiting the arrow strikes as you have trained it to do. And hopefully we're going to hit true with these again. All right. A, a fuselage of shots come railing out. A 22 is a hit, Bob. That is a nice. hit. Great. All right. So it takes three points of damage. What happened to my... Okay. I don't know what happened to the second thing. I like errored. Uh, so we're just gonna go with the second attack. Yep. With the with sorry, with no amount is assigned to the what? Uh, I'm getting a foundry error on this. I don't understand. All right. Well, luckily the game has all of these abilities to just roll dice like yeah, a normal you can just, human being. Just make an attack, Bob. Yep. 
You could even just type slash roll d20. It also works still. <laughs> right. um, so what's your bonus to hit? Uh, well, that's not going to be plus eight. It's going to be uh, plus five. So plus, uh, plus four. So miss. But I took the three damage, and then Barrack has bear support, so d8. Yep. And then that'll be your turn. Ooh. Oh, nice. Six extra damage. All right. Excellent damage. All right. Droga, your right. turn is now complete. I what happens. Okay. All right. Yep. Breck. Now, Thrawn, you were readied. So Breck is going to turn. He's going to first attack with his uh, bone axe. Uh, actually, you know what? He really wants that bless, Joran. He is going to step to here. He's in the bless. Oh, he, that's right. You moved him to the bless. <laughs> if he does step to there, I can give him a magic weapon. Oh. Mm. Mm. If I delay, will you give me a magic weapon? Oh, I can't step and delay. Right. I would have to then delay... <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't work. Uh, we're trying to bust the initiative here, people. Um, yeah, can't, can't the, be the, the best I could do is step and ready, but then I'm giving up an attack. So yeah. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make the attack. I mean, the only thing a magic weapon is really gonna do is increase your damage dice at this point, which yeah. isn't nothing. But. No, it, it's definitely not nothing. All right, here we go. Um, I am going to attack with the bone battle. So this is not including your uh, bonus here, uh, uh, Kaz, because. Right. Um, uh, that was specifically for the hatchet. That is specifically for the hatchet. So here we go. Uh, we're going to add a bless. This is from the battle axe. Oh, 21. I forgot to target. Uh, the guy, the creature's AC is... 20, because he's flanked. It's 20. His AC is 21, but he's flanked. So that is a hit from Breck. So Breck will deal eight points of damage. Good job, Breck. And then let me get this bone axe going on. All right, and then... We've got the uh, we've got the hatchet. All right, here I we go. I whisper to the tiger, "Your doom has come." <laughs> Rawr! <laughs> All right, so now I'm going to add. Uh, oh, it is agile. Okay, so I'm going to add one from the bless, and then I'm going to add. Uh, modifier must not be zero. I thought it was. You have to type in plus one. The plus one is like a. Oh, what? That is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this thing that looks like a plus one, it's not a plus one. All right. <laughs> with the bless, with the aid, we are at plus 15 to attack, and we get a, oh, 19, which is exactly a hit because the creature is flanked. Nice. Uh, so that is a that is another hit from the hatchet, and the hatchet deals go. another six. All right. Uh, Syarstick okay. is uh, badly injured, but uh, is still up. Joran. All oh, right. Breck has one action left. He aids Thrawn. The counter aids continue to. Move. Oh yeah, I mean it's what you got to do. All right, counter aiding. Joran slams his spear into the earth. His hand begins to rise up slowly as he intones a prayer to Saren Ray. He catches the flame at the top of his spear, lifts it up, and an aura of fire explodes thirty feet around the party as he long casts a heal spell. Oh, three action heal level two. Three action heal level two. All right. Wow. Boom. All right, so this is going to be 2d8 healing to everybody in the party. It's also going to be damaging to all the incorporeal uh, or all the undead, oh, wait, which is everybody. Oh, 2d10 because I have the feet. Oh, you do? Yes. It applies to this, right? It so. does. It do, It's still healing. It's just negative healing that these creatures have. So it's actually 2d10. So, oh! oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, 16. So everybody heals 16 uh, that's in the party. Uh, first things first. I think that's a complete party heal. Joran, you get that too. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. 
right, let me start off by making saving throws with these creatures. My Dip- DC 16, so it's not great, but hey, everyone got to heal out of it, so who knows? Half damage. Worse. All right. Cyar uh, uh, State. Hey. All right, this thing gets wiped out. Boom. Yes. I was hoping to take out the minions. Yeah, yeah. and then I this. that was the big one. <laughs> and then this one. Boom, it gets taken out too. Oh, this is such All a right. good heal. Is that one within 30 feet of you? Uh, it doesn't measuring look tool. like it. No, it is no. 40 feet from uh, you, so that one does not get taken out. All right, and then uh, Papa Papa Bear, or Papa Tiger. Yeah. All right, it is a, we did assume it is a fort save. Yes, it is a fort save. Plus nine. Seven or less Oh, 28. Oh, <laughs> he takes right. no damage. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that was a good spell. I mean, it was a good spell. It was a great spell. What do you know? It was a fantastic spell. All right. Thrawn. Uh, Cyrustic's on the ropes. You guys are full healed. It, it's looking pretty bad. All of its minions are down. Except for one. Uh, well, except for one, yeah. But um, the, the actually, right before. Flaming fists, uh, just raining blows down on this tiger. I'm infuriated. Hang on, Thrawn. We got one attack coming in. I no, think. no, no. It, oh. it, they just moved to set up oh, position. Okay. Sorry, Thrawn. Please continue. It's going to uh, try to kill Droga. My my unending rage that this guy was the, was reason for. Uh, All right, right first, nine damage. Blows nine damage. Jeez. All right. All right well, take my attack. Technically, uh, Breck aids you now. Uh, he forgot to aid you for the first <laughs> one. Hey, where was that? <laughs> all right, so Breck goes, aha! This was all, the hatchet goes, wait, wait. <laughs> the hatchet saw the future. Now, yeah, so uh, Thrawn, you're going to get an additional plus two on this one in addition to the plus one from Bless, so. Uh, oh, I typed these backwards, but. that's fine. It's totally fine, we understand. As long as the total's three. Yeah. You could just say, yeah. sick buffs, three. I think we'd all understand it. <laughs> Oh, wow. oh, <laughs> that's going to do it. All right, bring it up, buddy. There Fini- we are. Finish it. Oh, beautiful. Boom. All right. Uh, that was that was great. Uh, sure well done, boys. Done. Well done. Um, yes, that was uh, fantastic. That was very done. Well done. Very well done. That would be a good C&T video right there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, well, except we uh, what not to do, it, what including to do. Bob's first round. Oh, yeah. Like, it's be like, so, like so, this so, is like where the action pauses and like a person's face shows up on the screen and goes, now, what did he do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> so, Let's what see what happened? happens in the second round after an exciting episode of Combat and Tactics. <laughs> Let's see if this party could turn it around with a little bit of flanking, buffing, and using their abilities and remembering I'm, to level up. I'm actually, <laughs> oh, I, you know, I'm just so not used to that. Again, uh, I'm actually out of arrows. That's why I couldn't shoot that second arrow. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm actually I I uh, don't have any arrows left. I'm oh, hatcheting uh, until I get back to. T- it's all damn. knife work from here. It's all yeah. oh, it's all knife work. Good oh, good job. Yeah. So longbows wow. put away, hatchets out now. Okay, well, um, first things first. Here, there we go. Um, oh, so, uh, so there is that. Um, but uh. as you defeat uh, the creature. Uh, specifically, you, Kaz. You know, you're non-possessed wielder. Uh, non-possessed. <laughs> well, Uh-oh. you're you're about to see why. Um, yeah. oh. <laughs> the saber-toothed tiger gets crushed to the ground by Thron's. Uh, the spectral saber-toothed tiger gets crushed to the ground by Thron's uh, massive strikes, and then, um, you know, kind of staggers up barely uh, to his feet. And um, hold on a sec. I thought I had a. I had a magic here. 
Sorry. Had a magic. Sorry. That's not it. All right. Um, the creature sits down and bows low, like a you know, like a dog or a cat would, lowering its head to Thron. Forgive me my wrath, and accept my surrender. Thron, uh, do you accept the creature's surrender? Thron fights to the death. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm standing over and I'm breathing heavily, and I'm just like submit and i i i take this as your submission uh and that is yes accepting his surrender all right sounds good a deep rumbling voice emanates from the ghostly tigers and echoes off of the cavernous walls i am syarstic painted tiger guardian of this cave for many many centuries it has been at least uh, 100 winters since I was last bested by one of your kind. Before then, no mortal had ever dared to challenge me. Indeed, your people came here often to consult the stars, to remember their past before they continued their journey to the east. He looks at each of you with kind of a sense of pride. Your defeat has cleared me of the rage, but it will not last. What can I do for you? Who were those people that uh, well, yeah, sold the flame before? Yes, yes. Once I was a proud ally of your people, but that all changed after the great earthquake. The earth itself cried out in pain, and I could feel the evil seeping from the east. A few of your kind, their eyes full of fear, came here with a sacred light of awesome power and terrible beauty. The ghost turns its massive head, easily the size of, like, your torso, towards the side reflecting, and then nods towards the now-empty pedestal covered in scorch marks. I agreed to accept unto myself a holy quest, a vow to protect the holy light, the one which once lay upon that very same stone. The cat begins pacing the chamber as it continues to speak, its echoing voice emanating out. You asked... Who had come? Not long after, another human arrived. One of your kind. With the symbol. And he motions towards the wall with his outstretched paw. The symbol of the mammoth. Hmm. Except he had the heart of a demon. I could feel it within him. The same evil from the east lay within this one's heart. He called himself Metuak of the Burning Mammoth, and he challenged me, as is our wave, for possession of the artifact. I was defeated. The power of the demon heart of this Metuak was too great 
for me. With my Metuek, do we? we you do, the name does not immediately uh, okay. come to brain. With my dot, do I remember the name? Uh I do have. I am from Mendev. I do have Lord Demon. Did that was that earthquake the that terror that happened just to the yeah? East? Uh, he's probably speaking of the world wound when the world wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly. So remember that the world wound opened. The demons started coming pouring out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, the right. burning mammoth said, "We need to go fight this. We are going to launch a crusade. We have to fight the demons. This is an invasion right. of our realm." And your That's ancestor, kind of where you, Jordan, you came from there, right? You weren't you fighting in the world? Well. Not a hundred years ago, but <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, we're on the. I think in this campaign timeline, it's on the fifth crusade. I was uh, on the fourth crusade. I, I actually think it is in current Galarian. Like the world wound is sealed. I it think. is sealed it now, is. but there's still. Or maybe they just sealed it. Maybe the fifth crusade's over. Yeah, um, I'm sure people in chat are answering. Um, Joran, you have so much memory, and there's been so much pain and loss. Um, and drink and drink um, <laughs> the name like you could almost if you imagine like a, Joran like the name is like right on your lips you're kind of like mouthing the word like Metuek Metuek like the name almost is jarring something to you lastly Syarstic turns back towards the empty pedestal I was defeated but in my loss before the rage of my failure overcame me with my dying breath, I cursed the lamp. I cursed the primordial flame that led to my ruin by placing a piece of my own soul inside of it. As long as this Metoak lived, whoever wielded that terrible fire would suffer from horrendous agony if ever they be parted from it. And through my piece of soul that was now bound to the lamp, I saw the demon man flee through the eastern mountains, heading east towards something, a great shape, serpentine, winged, a dragon, a dragon to the east. Oh, I like dragons. But then my vision clouded with rage, and for the last hundred or so years, I have known only death and rage and hate, and then... You arrived, and my consciousness has come to this moment. And even now I can feel the rage gnawing at my back. Do uh, you see, uh, see through it now, now that your head's clear? He goes, he cocks his head, the tiger, looking kind of confused. The man with the demon heart fled east through the same mountain pass that your people have always crossed towards the lost mammoth valley, I believe your ancestors called it. You know the way. You can already see that his words are becoming more halting. Do you not know the way? No, I do. in mountain lore. Does someone have mountain lore? Uh, <laughs> no, no need to roll, Droga. So expert. Droga, you know that in the Eskir, the time before the breaking of the tribes, your tribes would indeed cross through the Tusk Mountains and proceed east along their ancient migration route. But that ancient pass that lades through the treacherous Tusk Mountains has been lost to your following for many, many generations. 
the only person who may have once known might have been Iowa, and with his death, no one has known. And no one in your time, of since you've been around and in the last 80 years of the Broken Tusks, has ever crossed those mountains or headed to something called Lost Mammoth Valley. Is that just because... I guess, like from a society, from under, from being part of the society, is that just because, like, basically everything from this cave east has been Thunderbolton? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, the you, you know that the Tusk Mountains are a ferocious and ter- terrible uh, mountain range, which would be difficult for any following to cross. But with the mammoths and the large animals uh, going over that kind of rough terrain is just not possible. You would need to know the secret passes, the, the, the hidden, um, ravines and, 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 you know, for, you know, fjords that would help you navigate through the treacherous mountain peaks. Now, once your people may have known that path, uh, and it sounds like Syristic, Syristic is saying that this demon hearted Metuak took that pass, but you do not know that pass. Yeah. But we gotta like, we can't really take our tribe through there, but like the other, if we knew the pass, we could, that's what Derek's saying. Yeah. But they're outside right now, and the burning mammoths are coming at them. <laughs> that's that's the tension, Bob, yes. Yeah. stick turns his head, and he motions, <laughs> uh, he motions towards the stairway and passage here off to the left. He says, your people would come here sometimes to consult the stars. Derek. Joran extends his hand up to the creature's massive face as an invitation. <laughs> um, what? Uh, I'm trying. I'm like asking to touch it. Yeah. Is, the massive beast comes down and, and sort of bows low to you. You. I have not felt that light or warmth since I basked in the glow of the primordial flame. I rest my head against his for a moment. I cannot release you from this place. You are bound by the flame. But perhaps I can offer you some peace while you yet remain here in this mortal realm. Derek, I'm going to channel my blessing into him and, I don't know, make some sort of check that Serenary's presence may be imbued in this creature while he continues to haunt this place. I know I can't get rid of it, but it doesn't say I can't make him less angry. Sure. That's, that's totally reasonable. Um, 3d four days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No need for a check. You've got a blessing up and all that other jazz. So um, you, uh, you kind of consume the power of the bless and you, uh, you know, push it into the creature and, you know, you're basically literally, you know, blessing him um and and essentially um and as you do so the creature seems to kind of have a moment of respite and peace that is not known in you know a century um and failure is forgiven (laughs) i appreciate what you have done for me but know this the peace of my spirit which curses this metoac still lingers within that sacred lantern if you retrieve it beware you will not be able to part with it until Metuak is killed. I believe that... So he's still alive? I believe that the demon man still lives, even after all of these years. Had he died, the curse would have been lifted, and the mm. peace of my soul would have returned to me. Hmm. No, whatever that man is, he still lingers. He still lives on. 
in a half-twisted life full of his own rage and failure. It, his pain gnaws at my soul and my essence. The power of my curse compels him. I do not believe that he has the flame, but is instead seeking it himself. Go. Look to your people's ancient stars. Find your flame and defeat Matuak. Only then may I have my long-deserved rest. Thank you, Joran. I will remember the kindness that you have paid to me this day. Joran bows his head and then heads into the other chamber. All right. Joran, you move into the other chamber, which seems to glow. Oh, I can see that. It's sparkly. It is sparkly. Joran, the light from your uh, illumination fills this chamber. For the stone ceiling of this chamber is riddled with hundreds of tiny holes, each no wider than a finger. And you can see from the outside... Uh, as the daylight begins to wane, but still daylight. Tiny shafts of light from outside leak into the dark interior. Lines of thin white paint nearly every hole, creating a tangled web of constellations. Scattered amongst these holes and lines are dozens of faint symbols of animals and terrain. Elk, bison, mammoths, plus, ooh, Bob, mountains, forests, uh-huh. and lakes. The overall effect is painstakingly precise and completely convoluted. In addition, the, the, the lines themselves, which are painted, are made of a white paint coated and flecked with mica, reflecting the sunlight that is bouncing into this chamber dozens of times, creating a startling display of, of shifting lights and patterns all at once. Kind of confusing. It's almost like there's too much going on here. Joran kind of muses to himself with a smile. For all of our sciences and technologies in the South and East, never have I seen a marvel engineered such as this. Indeed. I mean, each of these you know, holes must be carved straight through in a straight line up mm-hmm. to the surface. Um, can I use anything to maybe uh, really dig into these mountains and try to, I don't know, I'm not going to be good with the other stuff, but maybe yeah, specifically Bob, the mountains. Bob, make a make a mountain lore check, Bob. Oh yes, I've been waiting for this. There it the, is. The time has come, Bob. Can't <laughs> wait. Well, check off. The campaign's over. Mm, All right, Bob. 14. All right, Bob. No, it's, it's lore. The DC is lower. Oh, okay, good. Bob, from the geographical feature and your incredible knowledge of mountains, you can clearly state see that this is a a, a map of the realm of the mammoth lords drawn uh, over through connecting lines, but it's also Hmm. interposed with various constellations of the sky. And you can see very clearly uh, the the wide breadth of mountains that represents the Tusk Mountain. I can see the grandparents or the grand. You can see where the grandparents are, and you can see where the the Tusk Mountains are. Hmm. Um, But there's so much going on here. It's almost like, you think there might be a map here. In fact, there might be dozens of maps, but it's like they're all overlaid on top of each other at once. The sunlight is just filling the entire chamber. It's almost like there's too much light in the chamber. Can we like block the, can we block off some of this? Uh, Smith? Wait, 
Jorn? What? What about in the previous room, the stars were aligned in such a way that would indicate that that only happened during like the spring, the solar midnight, or the 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 equinox, or right right at right at midnight. What if in that? What if at that moment this room is lit in such a way that indicates where the path is? through these mountains and all other times it's, I probably it's, just need uh, to wait till midnight for the actual stars to show up because it's springtime that's, and that's what i'm thinking yeah so yeah. how how long do we have Derek? do we uh it's you know it's probably like uh seven o'clock in the evening so you probably only have to wait five or six hours till solar midnight if that's what you're from the previous uh room that's what i'm thinking uh, I mean, Cyrus is defeated, and even if you hadn't put him in into a restful peace, um, sure. at the very least, he's not coming back for several days. So you're good. I was gonna say we got a, we got a couple days. So now, obviously, tonight... the following is waiting, but you are here, and if Thrawn is right, uh, maybe that the 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 painting from the previous room will reveal something different here. So, what do you guys want to do? I I say we camp out for the night. Oh, a couple hours anyway. Yeah. Jorin uh, slumps down, <laughs> leaning his back against the wall. Oh, oh, oh cracking his back. You got any of that uh, juice on? Yeah, you? yeah, Brett. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Brett comes over. And he, he pulls out a uh, he pulls out a skin of uh, of uh, of uh, Kellid Kellid wine, and he goes, "You earn this one, old man." Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna look at some of those cave paintings while we do this. I'm looking for um, anything that might speak to my inner rage. Give me guidance. Droga. Ah, never mind. Beric, go with <laughs> me. <laughs> um, Thrawn. Listens to you. Doesn't listen to me. Dro- so Thrawn, um, Droga, uh, uh, Droga, Breck, and uh, Joran are over there enjoying, uh, you know, sharing, passing around a little bit of a bottle. And you're kind of walking around looking at all the different beasts. Uh, you know, you're kind of fascinated by your people's history. Yes. And you're kind of looking around, and suddenly, Thrawn, you just have, like, a terrifying moment, and you just feel within you um, a, a billowing anger, a rage that sort of like comes from nowhere all at once and then dissipates. Um, you're not sure what just happened, but you feel a change. You feel, like, you feel like something that was sleeping with inside of you has been awakened. Barrick takes a couple steps back. <laughs> In fact, yeah, Barrick kind of goes, yeah. like, uh. oh. am I near a painting or anything that yes. like, I fixated on? Okay. Yes. You, oh, is it a Yeti painting? It is a Yeti. <laughs> Theron, you see a painting on the wall of the great, terrible, horrible Yeti. That horrid creature that part legend, part myth that amongst the Kellid people there is a great and primal and ancestral rage that lingers in the heart of these people. Rage at what has happened to the world. Rage at what has happened to their lands and to their and to their way of life that sleeps quiet and that when it bubbles to the surface um, can become one of the great heroes of your people a barbarian a berserker of fell and terrible power able to lead armies and slay mammoths by single-handed combat and you know reshape uh reality you know for good or for evil i mean you know like uh 
war parties or great civilizations, you know, great uh, kind of, you know, Genghis Khan-like triumphs. But the legends tell also that those who let the rage sleep within them too long and who let that rage bubble up run the risk of falling prey to a madness that the rage, the spirit of the cold of this land will infuse them. And as they move further and further away from Sister Cinder's light, the deathly cold of anger and hate will sleep into their heart until eventually that animal instinct will reveal itself in a sort of permanent animal rage as the person becomes more and more sucked down a hole until eventually they become a wild and horrific beast known as the Yeti. I am too strong to fall to such a fate. And I'll yet- harness this power <laughs> and make it my own. Oh boy. <laughs> All right. Well, Thrawn, uh, as chat had paid, uh, unlocked the beast. Um, going forward, Thrawn, we're going to have a new system in place for you. Now that you've experienced this sort of watershed key moment, um, where, uh, you are going to basically be able to tap into your rage for extra power, but it's going to come with a risk. And as that rage continues to build up over the course of the campaign, there are going to be certain moments where uh, you might cross a plateau and it's going to start potentially having problems. And if you uh, are unable to control that rage, um, you will probably be a force of devastation that this campaign will never be able to see uh, or recover from. (laughs) But you very well may lose yourself and lose your character if you take it too far, Um, even potentially becoming a foe if you allow it to get out of hand. But, you know, balancing that power with the responsibility with the possible price or penalty is going to be sort of an interesting challenge for you, both uh, Kaz as a player, but also Thrawn as a barbarian, right? You you um, you would basically have this kind of Superman power within you power. that you can tap into, but every time you tap into it, there's a chance that you won't be able to put close the lid, you know? Yeah, especially as Derek yeah. keeps t- hanging his carrots in front of you. Well, what can I say? <laughs> um, meanwhile, cool. uh, amongst the shared little drink, probably people that are listening for the first time or maybe not should know that this is not in the in the quest of the frozen flame. <laughs> if you're like, this is awesome, I need this yeah, adventure. I can't and... wait to play. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, that's that wait is for the house rule document. Yeah, the yeah. wait for the house rule document. Uh, minimal house rules. Here's a complete rage track <laughs> Yeti system. <laughs> and a brick for, for, for an animal instinct that doesn't exist. Right, Sentient hatchet tracker. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So. Uh, the three of you share stories uh, and, and rest and recover. And eventually the sun goes down and the cavern actually becomes pretty dark aside from uh, Joran's light. But. Oh, hey, Droga. I don't know if it matters, but I'm going to treat your wounds. Oh, I, thought the, I thought the alcohol itself would work, but I guess, yes. Real healing, I guess, never hurt. Hey. There you go. There we go. Thank you. You didn't get healed full by that 16. No, I got 20-something damage from that uh, double, yeah, that dope. critical painting. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did get crit for 20, yeah. Yeah, I got worked. Um, so, um, uh, as sunset comes, the, the chamber grows dark. And slowly, one by one, you begin seeing a miraculous effect take place. As the springtime stars rise up as the earth spins beneath them. At several moments, key critical times, 
The stars above, maybe only a few dozen of them, align with precise holes at this precise time and begin tracing out through the glimmering mica lines drawn across the uh, uh, the, the floor work, a shimmering and glowing series of maps. And one by one, you can actually see that they are being sort of, uh, you know, uh, drawn from the... Um, from the uh, uh, constellations of some of the great followings that have traversed this land for many, many centuries. The great elk tribe, the, the mighty bear tribe. And finally, as the night grows longer and longer, you finally begin to see a glittering appear as the mammoth begins to glitter and glow. And as it does so, almost as if by magic, Dozens of holes align with their parent stars far above in the celestial sky, and a series of spidering, white, glimmering lines appear across the ceiling like a moving, shimmering image. And you can see the, the lake, the gleaming sun lake. You can see the Tusk Mountains all illuminated. An ancient route, the ancient route of your people, the Ethgir leading beyond the Tusk Mountains to the east in the wide arc that your people used to take as they would traverse all the way across the realm of the Mammoth Lords. And there, based off of the constellation locations and the map that Droga had identified as being the, uh, the Tusk Mountains, you can see precisely by river and forest where the ancient pathway leads, this hidden trail that leads through the treacherous Tusk Mountains and beyond Hidden in the middle of the Tusk Mountains, a long, low valley sheltered on all four sides by mountains as the, the following makes its way past the Tusk Mountains into the lands beyond. And there, in that glimmering secret place, uh, the legends speak of its name, Lost Mammoth Valley. And with Droga's excellent mountain lore... Um, mm -hmm. And the geographical markers which he had identified, you can clearly get a sense. Now, you're not going to be like you can't GPS it, but you can clearly see the rivers, the streams, the peaks that you'll have to find um, to find this one narrow mountain pass that should lead you through that your ancestors followed for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years in the time before, but that no one in living memory has been able to do since. And just as quickly as the show began, uh, you know, the stars maybe with even within five or ten minutes have already rotated enough that they no longer line up with their holes and the, the glimmering effect kind of begins to fade. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that was cool. Remind me of, uh, isn't that like an Indiana Jones? It's very much like, it's oh, very, okay. yeah. it's very <laughs> much like Indiana Jones. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and so the, cool. the way east has been made known to you. Excellent. Where apparently, 100 years ago, a man named Metuak fled east. And it's, as you think about that, Joran, Joran, I think maybe someone turned off their mic. I don't know if. Uh, no? Oh, no, okay. We I'm can here. Hear. Okay. Uh, Bob, Bob, is that you that keeps turning off your mic? Um, I, not, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, I just keep hearing somebody's mic cut in and out. But anyways. It's probably um, mine. Joran, as that name suddenly starts ringing a bell, uh, you know, working on you, you suddenly remember that name <clears throat> from your youth. Hmm. 
a crazed warrior, a a man possessed of unbelievable hatred and and determination, a man who hated demons so fiercely that he 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 would rage at himself, unable to control his hate, hatred towards them. He came. He came to a uh, fortress, a fortress that you were stationed at. And the great uh, champions and paladins and clerics there quickly recognized that this man, they thought he was a agent of the demons. They could sense the evil with him. You remember hearing his screams and his anguish. And then he was thrown into the dungeons until they could decide what to do with him. But that night... That night was the first night of true horror that you remember. For that was the night that the demons came. That was the night that the great slaughter occurred and that you saw so many of your friends and mentors killed. And you and only a handful of others survived that night. And you haven't thought about that name or that man for probably 40 plus, 50 plus years. Um, But... You remember well his screaming that they were coming and that he was dismissed. And you assume that like so many others, he was killed in that assault. But now you have learned that he still lives. And it is possible that he was the one behind that massacre. Interesting. Hmm. If it is the same, but how many half demon hearted Metoex do you can meet in a lifetime? Oh, Mendef, probably a few. Uh, I mean, that's true. Mendef was <laughs> true. I mean, this was like an outpost uh, during like the you know the crusade, like on the edge of the world wound, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Doran has no expression on his face as this recollection returns to him, and then he takes a large swig of the wine. <laughs> Before handing it back to Breck and struggling to his feet, Breck leaning on his spear. Breck uh, helps you up. You know, in any other situation, I this would have been a miraculous and wonderful day. The recovery of this knowledge of of the Ethgirout of of maybe finding a way to bring peace, and then I remember, I remember what awaits us. I remember that the burning mammoth are coming to destroy us. I remember that we are fleeing for our very lives. I try to remember hope in these times, but I find that I am I'm without any hope for myself. Demon-hearted foes and dragons. Uh, those that are sounds like a fun hunt. <laughs> Breck gives a noticeable eye roll at Droga. You do like three damage, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have no more arrows. We're switching the hatchets now. The, the hatchet says that. Hatchet and hammers. Um, Breck, um, Breck kind of hangs his head and says, I just wish things were different. So do all. <laughs> No, I was, I was, I was totally setting that scene up. That's exactly what I was doing. Well done. Um, Just like Lord of the Rings. Exactly. Um, Your insides, you know, not not really in a good place himself at the moment. But, right, right. You know, it's Breck and yeah, you know, Breck, son. Breck, uh, stand well because right because Breck and you have this 
kind yeah. of relationship, right? Breck brought you into the group and stuff like that. Breck um, stands to his feet and he goes, I know that, you know, I know that my mother and father are no longer with us, but I know that they would be proud, Joran, proud of what you have accomplished and, and that they were right about you, that your heart is that of the broken tusk and that the honor of the Kellid people is not found in one's birthright, but in what one does. It is clear to me now that you have been blessed, chosen, something. (laughs) Sister Cinder has marked you for something. (sighs) You have not listened to anything I've said, have you? I mean, to be fair, you're really old. (laughs) That is fair. (laughs) You do babble a lot. Sister Sender finds those in most need of her gift. The most broken, the most horrendous. But I'm a fighter. I'm really broken. Uh, Other broken. Talk about Uh, roleplay broken. Oh, Tragic backstory broken. broken. That's why all the oracles and inventors know all about her. I mean, they're all tragic, right? The oracle literally is blind, right? Or whatever thing that you pick. So, yeah. Very tragic, very sad. Got you it. know, gunslingers Rec- are probably edgy enough to, you know, be followers of Saren Ray. What is a gun? Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. You know, I mean, technically, Q-Q? you can be a gunslinger in this campaign. <laughs> Breck goes, let's go to Numeria and get laser weapons. Um, Breck uh, turns back to everyone. He goes, all right, well, enough, enough talk. Uh, we, uh, we have a way forward. And we have, we have the answer that we need. We should head back to the following as soon as quick, as soon as possible. Absolutely. One moment first. The road ahead will be long and challenging. And not just for you, but for your people. You will need to ready them for what is to come, what they must do. They will resist. They will be afraid. Do not scorn them for this. This is the path they must walk to overcome that fear, to master it, to remember the glory and dignity that is yours and your people. That is what Serenary wants from you. But redemption is not something that is given. It is something that you must also pursue. If you wish to seek honor for your people and to correct the wrongs of the past, that is not a blessing put upon you. It comes from here. If you will lead your people, you must find that within yourselves. Breck, that is where hope comes from. Not from a goddess, not from a magic flame, a spell, a shield. It's from your heart. It can only come from there and only grow from there. And if you do not find that within yourselves, all of you, you will not overcome the challenges that wait. I know that this is a dangerous time for us, but my parents and I have always dreamed of a new future for our people. A difference, a way to break from the past without just throwing aside those traditions which meant so much to us. We must understand, we must, we must use this opportunity 
correct the mistakes. We can't hide from the past anymore. Saren Ray, maybe Saren Ray didn't choose us, but we're here anyways, and I am honored to stand by you, Droga, and you, Thrawn, and yes, you, Joran of Mendev. We will lead our people across the Tusk Mountains. We will lead them to Lost Mammoth Valley. And if a dragon stands in our way, so be it. They will fall too. And That's right. Well said. All right. Well, Breck stands up, dusts himself off. Let's go save our people. Let's. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. Everybody mounts up, and you all head out of Red Cat Cave. And as you do so, um, it is of course nighttime. And you guys are, uh, you know, over here, uh, here at Red Cat Cave. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me let me do this. Um, and so, uh, you know, your uh, your following is about a day away, mm-hmm. and you could see there nestled down in the great valley between the two massive peaks, which is why again, which are kind of stooped over, is how you know it is called the you know the uh, the grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, Grandparents? I'm oh, sorry, grandparents, grandparents, sorry. Um, you know that uh, uh, ahead of you, um, uh, or down below, is the following. Now, to the north, you could see the twisting path that you would normally take. Right. But, for the first time ever, you find yourself gazing eastward towards the imposing Tusk Mountains. And as you begin to descend down Red Cat Cave and enter into that... Um, uh, area you see for the uh, a, a new set of lights on the horizon oh boy. Yeah. as the burning mammoths make their way east towards the grandparents only a moment too late you realize as you see covering the horizon a vast array of torches as the burning mammoths push themselves through yet another night pushing themselves to exhaustion, leaving who knows how many dead or laying from, you know, uh, almost dead from exhaustion as they hunt down the broken tusks. And now seeing this massive line of flames on the horizon and then nestled down below, you know, maybe just, uh, you know, 10 miles below, you know, because you're kind of up in the mountains a little bit. And so you just see your small little peaceful gathering there. Just a handful of campfires, maybe uh, no more than a few dozen, 80 people. You're all that you've known your whole life, your family, your friends, your history, your heritage. And you realize that the only thing standing between that massive line of burning branded mammoths coming at you across the horizon is you, you four. Roll initiative. <laughs> Roll initiative. <laughs> <laughs> and that... Uh, is where we will, and that is where we will leave it uh, for tonight. So, good job, guys. That was great. That was awesome. Dang. Well done. All right. So, you guys uh, did a great job, I think, in that uh, combat. You, uh, you, you teamed up. You got some good buffs going on. You um, definitely oh. used your uh, definitely used your uh, aid actions well, and yeah, it was pretty good. So, we're learning. Yeah, we're, we're learning. Bob is teaching us as we go. Yes, yes, that is right. Please follow my lead. <laughs> um, so that is this end of this week's quest uh, episode of Quest for the Frozen Flame. Um, 
obviously we're finishing a little bit early today, but um, um, uh, I want to say uh, thank you to everybody who came out tonight. Let me uh, let me see, make sure I grab anybody uh, anybody we might have missed here. I don't know if you guys saw anybody that particularly popped out. I did not. Also, before everyone uh, leaves, don't forget there. Oh, I, I will. I will. Um, so I just want to say real quick, we had uh, a couple. Uh, we uh, Ryan uh, renewed their uh, uh, membership for one month. Thank you, Ryan. <coughs> Bless you. Um, Actually, I think I, Ryan. I think he just joined. One. He, oh, yeah, he joined. You're right. It says one month. Okay. Yeah. Um, we had an anonymous tip for twenty five dollars. How did the party get a TPK? <laughs> Was it the BBJ checker? <laughs> nope. We failed our fortitude save and died a horrible death from tennis. Um, <laughs> checks. Checks out. Um, uh, by the way, uh, Rick, Rick's tip, which was uh, started off our session, was uh, long live Hatchet Hoff. And yes, yeah. as dramatic and as epic as our game is, um, with Breck, uh, I wanted to make sure we did Thrawn's thing first. But Thrawn's, uh, Breck's Hatchet has and will be awakened. The spirits of the Ancestor will be strong. The chat will, will funnel forth the wisdom of the community, which is the true strength especially for Breck, who believes in the strength of his people and wants what is best for his people. And so the chat is going to be a big part. We're going to have to come up with fun, some fun system to allow the check to, uh, for the community to sort of represent what the hatchet is capable of doing. We might use polls. Uh, we might do something. We'll let you all decide. Uh, but there will be some David Hasselhoff videos <laughs> and, and effects. I'm sorry. It just has to be done. Um, and, and I want to, so, and I want to thank, uh, Ben and I want to thank self-confessed cynic for some awesome super chats. Um, so thank you everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Um, we do have, uh, uh, for our champion and hero tier members, we're going to leave this zoom call going. I'm going to place a link in our discord, uh, for our champion and hero tier members. If you guys want to hop onto this and wrap and talk with us after the, uh, show, uh, we always stick around for 15, 20 minutes, sometimes 30 or 40 minutes if the conversations kind of go into a different direction. Um, it's not recorded. It's just kind of our live after show. Uh, and again, if you're a champion or a hero to remember, you're, you're welcome to join us to that. So I'll be sending out that link here in a short while. Uh, I do want to remind everybody that next, in two weeks, on the 25th, we are not going to be playing Quest for the First of Flame. That's going to be back in November because in two weeks, we're going to be running Fistful of Flowers, uh, which, of course, is going to be uh, the one shot that Bob is going to be running. There it is. Um... Bob is going to be our game master. I am going to be playing uh, Aleshi in cosplay. Popcorn. Uh, Popcorn the Leshy, a animal instinct dragon barbarian. Um, so, or not animal instinct, dragon instinct barbarian. Sorry, sorry. Dragon oh. instinct barbarian. <laughs> um, uh, instinct. Smith is like, going to be Aleshi. Yeah. Fluffy Fang, I think. The bard. <laughs> Self-confessed cynic Vin is going to be a leshy, and uh, another friend of the of, of the Patreon uh, pawn no longer. Our buddy Damien is going to be filling in as our fourth leshy. That's right, four leshies, one GM, one Foundry, one chat, one night only. October twenty fifth, <laughs> seven p.m. <laughs> uh, Halloween week, Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strat. It's a it's a dragon instinct barbarian leshy. It is a flower leshy that is named and looks like a snapdragon flower. Does it have like a flickmaste or something. It has a three headed war maul which has skull oh. skulls of humans on it. Uh, four leshies. Uh, GM Scott says four leshies, one GM. Isn't that an NSFW site? Um, <laughs> we don't know about that one. Um, 
So I want to say uh, thank you again for everybody uh, for coming out and supporting this. And if you're watching this on the VOD, remember to like and subscribe and maybe check out our uh, Patreon if you're enjoying the show, if you want to talk to us about it. If you like Pathfinder 2, we've got a lot of stuff going on for Pathfinder 2. But we also have a lot of stuff about a million other games. We, uh, we, we probably talk as much about other games as we talk about Pathfinder 2. So um, really, it is a, it is a uh, pretty active gaming discord and um it's a big part of our patreon you also get access to our battle cry magazine our northern reaches campaign our behind the scenes extra footage uh smith so this is a this is the new hotness right now on the server yes, everybody this is, this is, okay. this is a, against the next book to buy out against the dark master yes um that's a thick it's book. almost as big as pathfinder it's oh my yeah gosh. you say it's a thick book it's not even as big as pathfinder bob so that's um, a pretty thick book, though. <laughs> so, again, I want to say thank you to everybody for hanging out. And, again, remember to like and subscribe. And, and hopefully we will see you on the uh, on the Patreon, on the Discord. So, uh, fellas, any, any final thoughts before we sign out? And we'll see you next time. I'm, I'm looking forward to crossing the East, seeing about this, uh, this half-blood. <laughs> stand against the fury of the Yeti. Indeed. It'll be, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, also, good job, Paizo. I'll just say, way to introduce a villain. You know, before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was shocked by that. Like, I know, uh, it, and it wasn't in a letter. It was, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, found, I found the note that the other enemy left behind <laughs> when Metuak was here a uh, hundred years ago. He left a note and stuffed it underneath the primordial flame. Got it. If you want to see it Got again, it. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> Bob Smith, anything? Nope. Um, right. I'll be excited to pick this back up, but I'm also very excited to see how I do GMing you guys because uh, you guys already rip on me as a player, so this will be pretty interesting <laughs> as the GM. <laughs> uh, Godspeed, ladies do fine, yeah, Godspeed. sure. Yeah, we'll be you're, fine. You are the most experienced. So we will, see, tell. we will see our champions and we will see our heroes on the after call. But for everybody else, we'll see you next time from Knights of Last Call.